in the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. I sometimes think I could write songs after hearing stuff like this. What an amazing start to an amazing program. You guys, welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey, episode 25, How I Have Missed You. How long has it been? It's been a week. It feels like it's been two months. I've had so many computer issues this week that you guys would not believe. So finally, if all... 
I'm knocking on wood. If all goes well, this episode will be in your hot little ears tomorrow. So welcome to the show. This is the show. This is a show that celebrates all the pop culture we love to hate. It specifies in reality show, but we go all over the map. Uh, that was one Miss Kim Kardashian, Princess Kim Kardashian, with her hit single Jam, Turn It Up from 2011. We'll get into that in a second, but I want to um, just do a couple things up top, some business. Let's clear that out of the way because we have a long show, you guys. I Half of you guys love the long shows. Half of you guys don't listen. Um, so subscribe. Subscribe if, if you like the pod. If you don't like the pod, subscribe anyways. It's just a click of a button. And if you're if you're if you're already there, click that five star thing. It helps my placement on iTunes. This is a young podcast. I we're trying to um we're trying to grow. We are growing. So do that. Hello. Welcome to Annabelle DeSisto's listeners. If any of you guys decided uh, listen to her and decided to listen to me, thank you so much. Annabelle's amazing. We've been talking and she's definitely coming back on and 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 vice versa. It's a she's awesome. What can I say? So welcome. Thank you for giving this a shot. Um, uh, if you want to email me, email me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. We do a thing on the program called Bailey Blunders, and it's usually my screw ups in life, something I'm ashamed or embarrassed and, and working through all these years later. But if you guys have Bailey Blunders, if you guys have moments that are a little embarrassing, they are starting to come in. We have like, we have a handful now. Like that's, that's huge. So thank you so much for sharing your moments with me. Um, I will not be using your name, so feel free to write anything you want to me. Um, and you know, we've gotten some positive emails. We've got, I don't know. It's just really, it's really cool. I don't want to say it's a movement. It's not like a Bernie Sanders thing or a Pete Buttigieg thing, but it's, it's something, you guys. It's something. And I'm going to hold true to that. We've got a huge show for you today. My mom came into town last week and she is our guest today. We are covering last week's Vanderpump Rules, the part one of the Jackson Brittany's unholy union bachelor bachelorette party. We cover episode one of that. I made her watch that. We also went to Tom Tom, and we went to Sir, and we went to Pump, and we're going to cover all of that. Uh, my mom and I put each other through our paces. It was uh, it was a very very busy couple days, as it always is with my mom. But man, you know what? It's it's one of those. I don't know if you guys get this. The older you get, like you're like ah, you know what? My parents are cool. I like hanging out with my parents. It's like fun. I think we could be like a detective team. Like a like some kind of good cop, bad cop. I don't know which one I would be. But no, she was great. We ran a bunch of errands. We went to pump. And she's just so – she said something that just – I don't know if I bring this up in the interview. But she said something when she was tipsy at Tom Tom. Tipsy at Tom Tom. That's like a, probably a good specialty drink. She said, um, I love doing stuff like this with you because it makes me feel closer to you. And I thought that was just the nicest thing. But also – Kind of sad because I'm sure, I'm sure most, I'm sure, I don't know. I don't know how many moms are going like, I hope, I hope my son takes me to a Vanderpump crawl one day, but she's, she's so game for it. Uh, everybody was so nice to her. Thank you to the employees of Sir and Tom Tom and Pump. Everybody was so great. So you guys will hear that interview later, but this is kind of a, I don't know, you guys, this is kind of a horror themed episode. I was trying to, I was trying to think what ties all of these stories together. And I think it's it's horror. It's it's scariness.
Of course, I'm talking about Stormy Land, Stormy Land. You're fighting for your life inside a Kardashian birthday party for Stormy. That's right, you guys. Stormy Land 2 happened this past weekend, and I have not stopped being scared since I've had nightmares uh, close to seizures. I will wake up seeing Stormy's big inflatable face with braids that she doesn't have. Did you guys see this? I'm going to get into this in a little bit, but we have this. We have Kim and Kanye talking about their mansion, which is just as scary. The Kardashians are taking a weird Blumhouse, um, just Saw franchise, just very creepy. There's something going on that I think is just going to get scarier as years go by. By Stormy's third birthday, I'm just, I'm scared what possibly could be happening. So that is all horror. Also, we have um, David Bedore, Shannon Bedore's ex, put a ring on. So yes, David Bedore's new fiance is not a single lady anymore. You guys might remember uh, David Bedore's fiance. I I need to get her name. We, we will go into her name in a in a bit. Uh, but she's the one that took the naked photos with David Bedore, where they're both wearing hiking boots, but they're naked, wrapped up in love. Which I don't know if I've ever. I don't know if I ever want to be that in love. Do you guys want to be that in love? And would you ever share a picture like that if you were that in love? Maybe that's just a a private photo. Like, how does that even photo come to be? Is it like, who decides it first? It's It can't be a decision that people, like, at, that come, like, they're like, oh, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Naked Woods photo. No, there's no way. And also, what, you get naked and you're like, hey, babe, let's leave our shoes on. It's, it's very, the it's prickly on the ground. Like, what... I would love to have been in the planning stages of that photo. Did any – were they so in love that they didn't feel stupid for one bit? I'm scared that that's what it was, that they didn't even occur to them that it might have been wrong and disgusting and made me never want to go into a forest alone again. Like could you imagine? It's like a Bigfoot sighting. Like, oh my god, I saw David Bedore and David Bedore's fiance naked in the woods with hiking boots. It's something that no young person or old person or any person – should ever see. And if I ever run for office, that's the platform I'm running in. You guys, I've had so much coffee. And also, I've done this opening now four times over the course of the week while my computer was breaking. So let's hope this is the charm. So we got that, you guys. We got the interview with my mom, like I said. After that, we're going to come back and the cast of Cheer, Netflix's best reality show I've seen in a long time, Cheer, all about a cheerleading, Navarro cheerleading squad. They came to Hollywood a couple weeks ago, and I want to do a little segment about cheer taking Hollywood because all of these guys make me believe in the youth of America, make me believe in – it just reminded me of when uh, – this sounds dark, but like when you were really – I'm like I'm passionate about this. But like remember when you were young and you were passionate about something and you felt like you could take on the world? And they're doing this with cheerleading. I didn't even know you could be passionate about cheerleading. And I'm not making fun of cheerleading. If I had known this existed, I would have signed up for cheerleading. I want to have what they have, and I think that's what we're all responding to. But us reality show lovers, I think we saw something special in this, so I highly recommend you watching it because it's a little different than – it's a lot different than Vanderpump Rules and all the Bravo shows. It's more of a docudrama. It really goes into the lives of these kids, and I cannot say enough good things about this. This is a comedy podcast, but we do touch on serious things, and uh, I have a beating heart. I'm a very sensitive person, and this show touched me. It really, really did touch me. I know a lot of you guys it touched too, so – Hopefully, if you if you haven't seen this, get on board. I think it's only eight episodes on Netflix. You will burn through them. It takes like one episode to like kind of get into, and then you're hooked. Isn't that funny that we're such a we're so smart as viewers now? 
that we even realize how many episodes it takes to get into a show. I love that about us. It's like that show Succession. Succession, the first season, I have to warn people, it takes like five episodes to really get into and then you're hooked. But it takes five episodes and you're saying, Ryan, who has five hours of their life to waste? Um, and I guess I would say me. No, I do. I'm very busy, but I just love – it's like a good book, which I haven't read a, a book in a while because it's just – it's not possible anymore. But remember that point when you'd read a book and it would be hard and then like 30 or 40 pages in or even longer, it would grab you and then you couldn't put it down? That's the feeling I get when I watch Cheer. That's the feeling I get when I watch a good show where it just grabs you. The season premiere of Summer House was last night and I want to talk about that briefly in a bit. Um, but it grabbed me immediately. It grabbed me immediately. You guys, if you're not on board with Summer House, get on board. I'm going to talk about it right now, actually. I think this is uh, fourth season, maybe? I could be wrong about that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, oh, also, I need to apologize. I did an episode about uh, Lala and Stasi's relationship, and I talked about them talking about it on the pod. And a lot of people corrected me that that was in an episode of Vanderpump Rules. So thank you guys for checking me. I need to be – I deserve to be checked. I want this to be factually correct. So Summerhouse, you guys – Get on board. It is so good. You know that thing we're talking about with Vanderpump Rules where it's kind of, I don't know, maybe it's Vanderpump Rules fatigue because we've continued to be passionate about the show even during the break. So when it comes back, it, it almost has unrealistic unrealistic expectations for us because we want it to like cure cancer at this point and it just won't. It can't. But they're so uneven with how they're introducing new characters and the whole thing that happened with Max and Brett, I think, affected things deeply. I believe you will see them written out by the show's end. They will not make it to the reunion. You can take that to the bank, I think. Um, and we already have Peter serving the shots at the reunion, so they can't do that. So who knows? But Summerhouse, first episode was last night. Within 15 minutes, I had a smile on my face. I had ice cream in my hand. By the way, I'm getting a real podcast body. And what that is is that just sitting on your ass at work and then at home and then eating bad food. That's a podcast body. So I need to – there should be a diet for podcasters. What is that? Anyways, so it is so good, you guys. It grabs you immediately. I don't want to get foul, but there's a guy named Carl Radke in it, and it is revealed in the first episode – that one of the other main characters that he's been friend Lindsay, he um they this is their their words, not not mine. He finger blasted Lindsay and their best friends, but they took it to the next level. And then then Carl, you know, told his best friend in the house, and then his best friend in the house told all the girls. So the whole thing is like, oh, we all know Carl finger blasted Lindsay. And it's just gripping television. It's what I want from a reality show is just Stop. It's like from the start drama. Perfect. And it's cheesy drama. Who cares about finger blasting at the end of the day? But it's relatable in some ways. Every I mean, I don't know if everybody's you know what I'm saying. We've all maybe been there. So but it's not it's not like it doesn't like tip on like the racial scales. We don't have to like get into this really heavy discourse. It's just about finger blasting. Like, so I was like immediately smile on my face and they introduce two new characters, a guy and a girl on the show. And they do it without like, they do it with ease. There's no, I'm not like, who the hell is this guy? Who the hell is this girl? They do it with ease. And I'm like, cool, new characters. Whereas Vanderpump Rules did not stick the landing with adding new characters. 
it was it was jittery and gross and ugh, it felt icky. And then on top of it, you found out about Max and Brett, so that ruined the real ca- the new characters from them. But Summer House does it with ease, and I was like, maybe this is. Summer House's season to shine, and I am here for it because we all need a show that makes us silly smile, and that's what Summer House does for me. Uh, you guys, that where that 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 song that I started with, I'm a little bit of a lyrical breakdownist, which means I break down lyrics, and I can pretty much cut to the chase on what these lyrics mean. Now, Kim Kardashian did a song in 2011 uh, that opened the show called Jam. And then in parentheses says, turn it up. So right away, this song is working on two levels, okay? So it's two thoughts in the title. And that's, you know you're in for a great song when they're like, I've got multiple ideas, so many that I'm going to warn you in the title. So the first thing is jam. In my head, I go, is it a traffic jam? What is it? Is what What is going on? Is, is Kim okay? Is she driving? Is Chloe driving? If we're – like nobody could cover this song because I feel like this is a Kim Kardashian original and nobody – like I, I don't think Jessica Simpson could do jam, turn it up. You know, I don't think – I'm trying to think like who could do – I don't think County Crows could cover it. Um, the Avet Brothers, definitely not. Uh, Shakira, maybe, maybe. But so jam – Traffic Jam is my first thought. My second thought is maybe she's telling us this is a jam. This is a great song. So the work is already done. I don't even need to judge this song. It's like jam. Oh, well, it's a jam. Like, damn. Like that's – I. if I was a musician and I probably will be one day, I would call my song great song. Like everything would be great song, excellent song, uh, top-notch song. Uh, a plus song, five star song. And that way the work is done for the audience. Be like, God, this is a good song. And then it gets people talking. We're like, what's that good song called? Good song. So let me get right into the lyrics. First off, though, uh, <laughs> the coffee will wear off, I swear. Um, the great thing about this, this song was written um, in 2011. It was um, the vocals were by Kim Kardashian, and it was the record producer, The Dream. You know you're a good producer, or you know you're destined to be a producer when your name is something not like a normal name. Like, if I wanted, if I ever have a kid, I would name it um, The Clouds, because then I'm like, that kid is destined for something not, like, he couldn't have a normal job. Like, you can't clock into Blockbuster if it was still up and be like, The Clouds here. Um, So, God bless Kimberly. Half of the proceeds from this song are, were donated to St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. She is a kindly princess. Um, shortly after the song's release, Kardashian confirmed that she had no plans to put out a full-length album anytime soon. And she has held true to that. It is 2020 and the year of our Lord, and we still have not had a full-length Kim Kardashian album. Um, yeah, you know, she said um, they get – oh, so, so she was – had an idea for a single and she sought advice from her friend Kanye West, who was a friend at the time. And the advice they gave her was good advice. She said, they asked me what I do for fun. And I said, I go shopping. I hang out with friends. And she was told, we go to the studio for fun. Come have fun with us. Don't think too much about it. And by the way, that must've been the magic trip. Don't say, think too much about it. Kim was like, I'm in, I'm in. That sounds, no, that's not true. She's a lawyer. Courtney's the lazy one. Okay. So on to the lyrics. It starts off with a bang, you guys. Turn me up, turn me up, turn me up, turn me, turn me up. Turn me up, turn me up, turn me, turn me, 
turn me up. Now, if we were to take this literally, she is at either an amusement park or she herself is some kind of device that if you turn, it generates some sort of act, some sort of energy, like a solar power of some sort. Whatever it is, the Kim Kardashian or the person this is about has some kind of magical power that you have to turn to activate. And she's begging people. She's like, turn me up, turn me up, turn me, turn me, turn me up. So it's a very panicked situation. And then that happens eight times in a row, okay? That whole thing. And then we go into our first verse. And it says, I'm going out tonight. It's going down. And that's crazy. So in my head, that means she has the power from whatever the turn me up did. It's going down means she's going to fight her enemies, and her enemies, I am assuming at this time in 2011, I think it's past Perez Hilton, the full, you know, full strength Perez Hilton, but her enemies could be the Smiths, the Smiths family in Calabasas. They always seem to be at odds. Um, it were just, it could just be for the good of the United States, whoever her enemy is. Um, so she go, I'm going out tonight. It's going down, headed straight to the front of the line on the fly. So what line do you head in front of? Is it like a post office? Is there something she needs to mail to save us? It's She doesn't specify. And this is what the advice I would give to songwriters is don't hesitate to specify. Because you could easily go headed straight to the front of the line of the U.S. post office. On the fly, on the floor, I can't stand still because she's got so much energy from the turn me ups. And I'm going to work like I'm paying my bills and then in parentheses, bills. She, she, she wants us to know bills. She wants us to know she pays her bills. She's not a deadbeat, okay? She pays her bills. So that is something that matters to this person, Kim. And then it goes, my whole clicks on the floor, the floor, click. When I think of click, I think of heels clicking. Click, 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 click. It's ASMR, guys. So that's what I think of. But it also could be misspelled, and she might mean click like a group of people. So wherever this floor is, all of her friends, everyone she's close to in life is on this floor, which also then leads me to believe, is this heaven? Has she passed away, and all her friends, all her click is welcoming her into the gates of heaven? And then it says, we gone, gone a party. We gone party. We gone... I think it's we going, we going, we gone, we gone part, we gone party, we gone, we gone, we gone. It says G-O-N, we gone party, we gone party, then party some more, some more. Rosé up in the air. So we know it's not heaven. Heaven probably doesn't have rosé. And if they did, wouldn't that be great if it was like heaven rosé or like JC's rosé and like Lisa Vanderpump was jealous. Uh, feeling good, feeling great, just got paid. So I don't think it's in heaven anymore. I think what she's talking about, and this throws me for like a whole loop. I think she's just talking about like a basic party. Like, I think she's just at a club and her friends are there. And like, she, like people are throwing, people are so rich. They're literally throwing rosé up in the air. I don't know if it's bottles or glasses or just, I don't know, but everybody's feeling good, feeling great. And they all just got paid. So you know from this, Kim is so into money. You get it. Like, she's like, we get it, Kim. You pay your bills. You got paid. Why? Why? Like, why are you doing this to us, you know? And then it says, and they play in my jam. They play in my jam, which I'm guessing it's her favorite song. She never specifies what her jam is, but I'm guessing maybe it's this song, which is crazy to think about how would they play it before this was written. But maybe she's writing this and recording it 
at the club as she goes. Maybe this is stream of consciousness. And they play in my jam, they play in my jam, and then it goes, turn it up, 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 DJ. Turn it up, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up, so I can rock the night away, away. And I think that, I don't want to look too deep into it, but I think it just means for the DJ to turn the music up. I hope that's what I mean. If I'm missing something, please write to me. Uh, and then the verse two goes, I'm a burn it out tonight. It's going down by live via satellite. And then I'm like, fuck, what did she want? See, is, is this a pay-per-view event? Like, are we just supposed to watch her friends party at the club? And then it goes, and all I see is angels in my eyes. So now I'm like, is it back? Was I right the first time? Is this in heaven? And all I see is angels in my eyes. Guys, that is so deep. That's the line we have to pay attention to, not the others. I think she's in heaven, and this is her version of heaven. This might be like that TV show Lost. I don't know. Buzz got me way up in the sky, Maybach in the front. Who's Buzz? The only Buzzes I know are Buzz Aldrin, the space guy, and Buzz Lightyear, the Toy Story guy. So I don't know any other Buzzes. Pick out any boy that I want. DJ, here I am. Now, pick out any boy. That's creepy because I believe Kim was of an older age at this point and should not be picking out any boys. Just period. Like, that's not even funny. Uh, feeling good, feeling great. Just got paid. Another chorus where she does the same chorus. And then it goes, the last verse is, fellas in the club, boys spending money, girls looking good. And can life just be that simple? Boys spending money, girls looking good. She seemed to have really made... Made a whole brand based on those two lines. Boys spending money, girls looking good. That's like her whole brand. But now she's kind of – like now it's kind of pivoting into lawyering. And that is a real world word, lawyering. I'm on the floor living my life, feeling so good, feeling so right. Got my hands up. Celebrate like it's my birthday. Five more shots of tequila. I'm thirsty. And I hate that the song ends this way because it goes feeling so good, feeling so great tonight. And that's – and then it goes, turn me up, turn me up, all that stuff. But that last line, five more shots of tequila, I'm thirsty, feeling so good, feeling so great. You guys, like this is makes me sad for her because we realize at the end of this song that whoever this is, whether it be Kim or somebody else, that this person has a problem. And so as fun as the music is, you realize she, this girl has done five shots of tequila in a row and you're and she goes, I'm thirsty, which means – She's thirsty for more and she's feeling so good, feeling so great, which leads me to believe like this is like Lindsay Lohan territory. This is not good. Like whoever this girl is, we have to watch her. We have to protect her at all costs because she's going down the wrong path. I've never done five shots of tequila in a row. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's even dangerous. Like I'm not, maybe 2011 Kim was a little bit, it's just dangerous. It's not cool to do. I don't, I don't want to promote this, you know, me as I'm a hero to many, so I don't want to promote this kind of behavior. But that was Kim Kardashian's jam, you guys. Um, it is a, but I will say it is a jam. It is a jam. Speaking of jams, we have a so bad it's good volume one playlist on Spotify. We also have, and I'm very proud of this, we have a so sad it's good volume one playlist. At the end of every episode, I usually play a sad song, a song that means something to me, a song that makes me misty eyed. Um, sometimes I like to just be in my feelings like Drake and I will drive around in my Corolla like Drake and I will listen to sad songs and sometimes I like to cry and that's just my thing. But I think some of you guys have that thing too. So I created a playlist called So Sad It's Good Volume 1 
You should be able to search it on Spotify, but what's cool about it is it's collaborative. You can follow it. You can add your own sad songs to it, you know? And I think it's cool. We've already got almost 300 songs on there, and I'm so proud of it. I'm so sad of it. And if you can't find it, just DM me on Instagram, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey, and I will uh, send you the direct link. I know some people had a hard time finding it, but please, yeah, add your own sad songs. Uh, special thanks goes out to producer Linda Rutledge. She is the one that keeps me uh, organized. I, I know you're like, Ryan, organized, but this is weirdly all organized and so much better than it was. I'd also like to give a special thanks out to my special digital producer Maritza Maritza Lopez she does all the really really amazing uh Instagram like the stuff that you're like Ryan didn't do this you're right Ryan didn't do it she did it so thank you both to those really amazing ladies um funny strong awesome rad I'm so glad they are part of our team so uh moving on you guys what should we cover next That's right, folks. We are going to cover Stormy World, one of the scariest things that I've ever been present for in pop culture. I don't know about you guys, but it really is just very scary. And this is the second time that they have done Stormy World. So let's go over a couple of the facts before we get into the uh, my feelings about this, because you guys know, if you don't know, I... Used to love Kylie. I mean, I love Kylie Jenner. She's my favorite one or has been my favorite one at times. And I felt she's handled herself with a lot of class and dignity and kind of – I don't know if I feel that way, that way anymore. It's been a long – it's been a long journey with Miss Billionaire Kylie. But Kylie Jenner outdoes herself at Stormy's second birthday party, the Daily Mail. And this is part of what we call the Bailey Mail. That's right, the Daily Mail, where I take Daily Mail articles and make them my own. That sound effect cost me a thousand dollars. Oh, also, before I get into this, you guys, uh, usually we do two episodes a week. This week, we only did one. Uh, we do Bachelor on Fridays, usually, and we will do that again next Friday. But this week, they aired five hours of The Bachelor, and I just... I saw that and I almost had a nervous breakdown. I, there was no way I could take notes on five hours on top of everything else, Um so I just decided no. But next week, we will be back with Bachelor coverage on Friday with Miss Lara Marie Shanehalls from Sup and Babe podcast. You know her. You love her. Um, friend of the show. And she has agreed to watch this, even though she's not a regular viewer. And we will get her first impressions on this season. And that is so exciting. Plus, we'll do some other fun stuff. So next week, we'll ba be back on Tuesday and Friday. And on Tuesday's episode, I have Mainly Bravo, at Mainly Bravo. She is amazing. She has a new podcast, Bitch is Better. Uh, I highly recommend that. Uh, but she'll be back on, on Tuesday's episode. So just wanted to fill you in on that. So now we're on to Kylie Jenner. So Kylie Jenner outdoes herself with Stormy's second birthday party. Now, it says the $100,000 party was a carnival theme with classic games, dancers, jugglers, a taco bar, rides, a Build-A-Bear station, and merch for the event. She did save by reusing the huge inflatable scary-ass Stormy Head. And if you go to my Instagram, you'll see a picture of me as the Stormy Head, which I'm very proud of. So she, she – that's what's crazy about this party, you guys, is that they're – they're storing the props for Stormy World. Like, 
This is going to be a yearly thing. Poor Stormy is going to be so scared of her own visage, her own image by the time she's five, that she's not going to want to look in a mirror, which actually would be, now that I think about it, a kind of a cool thing for a Kardashian to be afraid of mirrors. Like, that would be cool. Like, <laughs> a Kardashian that's like, no, do not take pictures of me. I cannot handle it. I would, in fact, keep going, you guys. Let's see what it does to Stormy. I don't think it's going to be good. This, I feel like this is some kind of weird psychological test about humans where we're going to like make Stormy see a weird vision of herself for all of her life and see how let's see how that turns out guys I don't think it's going to be good I'm going to tell you that right now by the time she's 18 we got to watch Stormy so you know just do what you can but also could you imagine I want an Ocean's 11 type movie where I break into the warehouse that like keeps all of Stormy's props and just clean it out and then at my house I just put up a big stormy stormy head in the backyard and I'm like welcome to Ryan world um but that's crazy like think about it there's a bunch of stormy world merch probably in some kind of like storage facility in Calabasas man that would be a great episode of storage wars oh you will open it up and it's just stormy world stuff <laughs> what the hell is this hey hey what's this some weird some weird image um so she did say by refusing the huge inflatable stormy head, a thrifty queen, because um, guys, just to remind you, they did the same party last year and now they're doing it. So if they're already doing, I just like either they're going to do stormy world, but like imagine when it's like she's 18, are they going to make it like a Coachella thing? Is it going to be open to the public? I would definitely, I hate it, but I would definitely go. Uh, Stormy's face was everywhere on the inflatable rainbow slide. On the prizes inside the claw machine, blow up stormy heads to use as props in the photo booth hand guests were greeted by. Um, they were greeted by people wearing big stormy bobbleheads that were dancing around. Like, I'm not a physical person, but if I turn around and I see somebody with a big giant stormy head, I'm tackling that person. I will tackle – if I if I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard and somebody tapped me on the shoulder, I turn around, it's a big-ass stormy head – that person's going down like it's fight or flight either that or i run i don't know um but it really does truly sound like a nightmare i've i've specifically had dream i don't know if i can predict the future but i've specifically had dreams about stormy world years ago i think i just didn't know it was stormy uh stormy stormy's world also had other worlds inside of it it had a trolls world and a frozen world what kind of worlds would you guys have? I would have a County Crows world, and I would have a Batman world. Oh, that'd be cool. A big inflatable Batman head. So the party was so – oh, a Vanderpump Rules world. That is kind of like actually the restaurants. The party was so big, guests were given theme park-like maps to navigate all the extravaganzas. Celebrity guests were, pres were present. All the expected Kardashian clan were there. Travis Scott, who we, by the way, know – her, you know, they, him and Kylie have supposedly split, but TMZ did an article this week that there have been signs about a major rekindling, which I think when you see a big-ass stormy head, that means rekindling is in the works. Uh, Travis Scott was there. Haley Bieber, Sophia Ritchie, which, by the way, uh, breaking news, Sophia Ritchie has said that she will not be on any future episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians because she wants to uh, be an actor. And she feels like that will hurt her brand. Sophia, Sophie, so you are, you're right. 
You're right. I mean, God bless you. You have a brain. You are dead on right. You will not be able to be an actor the way other actors are if you are a part of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I cannot imagine that Kris Jenner takes too kindly to this thought, though. And I would watch her back. I would watch her back. She has the power to get rid of people. We've seen it time and time again. She is not also a fan of other women. She seems to always take the men's side instead of her own siblings, her own family. So Sophia, watch her back. She was there. Stassi Baby, that YouTube star, whatever she is, that hangs out with Kylie. Rosalia, the um, the Spanish pop star, who I love her. Caitlyn, yeah, baby, Jenner, I love Stormy World. Stormy World, woo, I've got Stormy World merch. Do you got size large for my... Yeah. <laughs> Sophia Hutchins, Caitlyn's manager. John Legend, Chrissy Teigen. By the way, when it, uh, you, you read all these names and then you're like, John Legend. Like, that's kind of a serious name. Chrissy Teigen, Kamora Lee Simmons. There are, there are real, like, celebrities like John Legend who actually do real celebrity stuff. Like, they have a talent. And then there's people like Kamora Lee Simmons. It seems like she just is made for articles like this. It says, Kamora Lee Simmons was there. Uh, Malika and Khadija, the Malika twins. Jaden Smith. Uh, that's big of a Smith to cross the boundary line of the Smith Kardashian war. Winnie Harlow, that's she's the beautiful model model with Vitiligo. Uh more importantly, celebrity kids were there. North, Saint, Chicago, Psalm, True, Dream, Culture, Cardi B and Offset's kid culture. Loon do they Producer Linda, you didn't specify, did these kids come by themselves? Were they were they dropped off by a, a fancy Uber, or did they go with their parents? Luna, John and Chrissy's kid. I'm assuming parents. That's probably safe. Could you imagine getting lost in Stormy World? I, and what's the staff? Do they hire the same staff every year? Is it like Adventureland, where it's like, I work at Stormy World once a year, and then you have relationships with the Stormy – like, I want to know – I want a documentary in what goes into planning Stormy World. I just – I need all of the information about Stormy World. I just do. Um, and also, while we're on it, these Kardashian – North St. Chicago saw them true. If you guys aren't paying attention, they are weaponizing these Kardashian kids. They are the next generation. They're smarter. They're stronger. They're prettier. They're more handsome than all of the Kardashians. So you think the car, keeping up with the Kardashians will ever end? No. This is just the beginning, you guys. This show, mark my words, will be the first show that is on for a hundred years because these kids will have kids of their own. This will keep going and we will watch this nightmare unfold every year. Um, as the great Sophia Richie, my new hero said, party of the year goes to stormy per usual. Wow. Good call, Sophia. Great quote. So the only thing I have to say about this that I disagree with that I don't I don't know if I believe is that this birthday costs only $100,000. There's just no way, guys. I feel like they gave this price to make it seem like they were being thrifty and they actually in the article said they're reusing things. But there's just no way, you guys. There is no way. So if we think like that Vanderpump Rules episode from two weeks ago, they got a barge or a yacht, as Sandoval calls it. Jax called it a barge for 5000 all liquor included. That's a great deal for that, okay? But now this is a whole – like there's probably insurance involved in Stormy World. There's – like what if somebody gets hurt on one of the rides at Stormy World? There is no flipping way that – by the way, Chris, you're listening, Chris Jenner. By the way, I love you. Wax Chris Jenner, if you're listening, I love you. 
I love you, Wax. Chris. There is a, if you guys are new to listening to the show, there is a Wax version of Chris Jenner at Madame Tussauds, and Chris has a copy at her own house. And I'm in love with her. And Wax Chris Jenner, I don't believe, is with a Wax Corey Gamble. So Wax Chris Jenner is fair game. What up, baby? It's the old Rye Dog. Ugh, I just creeped myself out. Sorry. Um, there's just no way. Chris, show us the receipts. I want the receipts where it says 100000 uh, I want the receipts. There's just no way. There is no way this party costs 100000 and merch was made. And also the other question I want to know, did they charge guests for merch? Like how much is a Stormy World shirt? Oh, which by the way, if anybody is shirt makers that's listening – we're going to start merch pretty soon, but I want – just this is a personal request. Can somebody make me a Stormy World t-shirt? I would love that. Also, one of my um, one of my friends, Patty, uh, Patty Chisholm, who will be on the podcast, I, I believe, uh, she sent me – her her and her, her husband – her husband let her go back for it because I said I wanted it. But I guess at Ross or like TJ Maxx, they had Vicky Gunvalson perfume. And she sent me it. So I am a proud owner of Vicky Gunvalson perfume. You ever want to know what a heterosexual man needs in his life? Vicky Gunvalson perfume. It's so easy. It's right there. Uh, it smells, uh, it smells like a smell. Definitely. I got strong smell vibes when I put it on. Uh, I felt more confident yesterday. I got, yeah, I just, I felt all around like a very sexy man. And, uh, but no, that's going in my reality show museum. The bottle is beautiful. It's a showpiece. It's a piece that it's a like, yeah, it's like a piece. It's a water cooler piece where you're like, oh, what's that? And then I tell a story about how I asked a lady and her husband to go get me Vicky Gunvalson perfume. So anyways, that was stormy world. Now, can you guys handle another scary story? Another scary story. Can you do it? Because I would like to take you into a small interview with Kim and Kanye and their scary ass mansion. Ah! Hey, I'm Kim, and that's Kanye, and we're gonna be doing our design quiz. So you guys, I had I used to have a other podcast called Realizing Stuff, and I we would always talk about how scary their if you guys have seen their mansion at all, it is so bare, it is so scary, it looks like the setting of a horror film. And that's not even me being a smartass, it just looks really cold and uninviting, and I he says it's something about creativity, but I just, it's very scary and empty, and I just, maybe it just, I, uh, maybe I'm just not used to it, but it just is very scary to me. So they did a video for Architectural Digest and they are their mansion is on the cover of Architectural Digest. Now, the New York Post reports this is great. I love the New York Post. They say a bleak scene graces the March cover of Architectural Digest magazine showing a curved staircase against a backdrop of neutral tones and a table with nary a fake fruit atop of it. This is the minimally designed suburban Los Angeles home of Kim and Kanye and their four children. Here is a glimpse of our minimal style, Kardashian wrote, opening up the floodgates of social media shade. Her followers were quick to comment on the space's impracticability. I mean, we've said it like I've seen North's, North's room and it, it's it's just pink and scare. I don't know, you guys, like something there is a, you know, we could set horror films anywhere. If I had the power to make a movie, I would set a horror film in this mansion. And I would actually say this is set in Kim and Kanye's mansion, like the purge Kim and Kanye's mansion. That's a new purge film. 
So they got this McMansion or they, they set their eyes on this home in 2013. Um, uh, Kim says, we passed by this incredibly extravagant home while strolling through the neighborhood. Um, they bought it for $20 million in 2014 and then sank an additional $20 million into renovating. She later added, I didn't really know Kanye's style at this point. Oh, boy, girl. Yeah, do you do you know it now? I bet you know it now. I mean, you, I, how does – like this cracks me up. This is where you know like – not everybody gets everything they want. Like, in my heart of hearts, I know Kim doesn't like the mansion. In my heart of hearts. She's getting used to it, and she's told it was cool, but I know she'd rather be in a more of like a Ikea landscape, I think, or something. You know what I'm saying? Um I didn't really know Kanye's style at this point, but I thought the house was perfection. Kanye was less enthusiastic. He said, it's workable. Classic Kanye, you guys. Classic Kanye. And so he said, I like it. And to him, I like it was like, oh my God, he loves it. Cause he doesn't really like anything. That's and- my specialty, not liking stuff. <laughs> so I knew that it was going to be our dream home and that he was going to fully redo it. And it was going to be likable. Unfortunately, we're not always right. You know, she thought it was going to be likable. And I just, the one word I would not use to describe this house is likable. Like if she had said, I was hoping this man mansion would be horrifying i'd be like oh my god you nailed it you flipping nailed it um so eventually the home would become a futuristic belgian monastery that's a popular new <laughs> new style of house <laughs> it's scottsdale <laughs> it's a big <laughs> a big home development um uh, i'm looking for something futuristic belgian and monastery like <laughs> oh god come on you guys Maybe having money's not all it's cracked up to be. The couple tapped Belgian designer Axel Verbort. <laughs> By the way, what development do you live in? Oh, you know, Axel Vervotes, um, who Kanye 42 had met at an antique fair in Venice and Maastricht to outfit the space. In a recent house tour, Kardashian revealed that the design included a very peculiar basin-less bathroom sink. So, yeah. The 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 bathrooms do not have water basins as we know them. So, yeah, we didn't talk about the decoration, but a kind of philosophy about how we live now and how we will live in the future. Vervort, Vervort told the, what a beautiful sound. Vervort told the magazine that philosophy is wabi sabi, a difficult to translate phrase that is described as wisdom in natural simplicity. That is how I describe my dwellings as well. It's wisdom and natural simplicity. Please don't mind the Vicky Gundelson perfume hanging on my wall. Uh, it's a Buddhist worldview that derived from three hallmarks of existence, impermanence, suffering, and emptiness. Oh, my God, you guys. Okay, so I would eventually want to get a house. And I think if we're to describe in words what I want, that's it. Impermanence, suffering, and emptiness. The first house that can get me that, I will throw down my money. Uh, the result, minimal furnishings, natural materials, and rooms covered in an off-white plaster. And they're leaving this out. And just pure abject horror. What's the one thing you would get rid of if I wasn't around and why? Um, okay, I'll tell you what I think. Mm-hmm. I think it would be... The TV station that shows Dateline. <laughs> really? Uh but I love it. It like brings me calmness at the end of my day. What would I get rid of? Rick and Morty. You think we can handle Rick and Morty every single night? Yeah. Well, it's been two years since the new season started. Really? 
Yeah. I literally thought that was going to be a clip of them saying what they would want to get rid of in the house. And to my surprise and more horror, they were literally talking about TV shows. And I guess stars, they're just like us. But that's like, do you hear how serious Kanye was like? They haven't had a new season in two years. That's what he's thinking about on a daily basis. That and Sunday service. He's like Rick and Morty, which is. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. So this was an interview done for Architectural Digest where they ask each other questions. Um, So further on in this article, the kids ride their scooters down the hallways and jump around on top of the low axle tables, which they use as kind of a stage, says West. This house may be a case study, but our vision for it was built around our family. This is – have you ever seen Ghostbusters where they they, – the top floor was where Zool, the like – the monster came out at the end. I feel like they built some kind of dwelling for some kind of futuristic monster. Like they're signaling some kind of alien or monster. And it's going to be the first place they visit before they destroy us. It's just flat out scary. You guys, do you guys like this? Is this, am I, am I just too Midwestern and I was raised in Kansas and it's just not how I would prefer to live. I'm being closed minded. Aren't I come over? You said I wanted a jacuzzi. Weird. No, I wanted a jacuzzi. Okay. That's like we had in the other And then house. everyone kept on designing them off to the side, and it bothered you so much. But the kids love to swim in a jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. But so you said, no, the whole pool will be a jacuzzi. Just make it really warm, like the whole pool all the time. We built this, like, really long stair, and it's not the deepest pool. So, like, the kids, like, love it. Guys, the whole pool will be a jacuzzi. If if the house wasn't scary enough, now we go outside and there's a scalding hot pool. Imagine my dumb ass going like, oh, a nice, nice dip at midnight. And then I'm just burning my ass off because they've made the whole pool a jacuzzi. The whole pool's a jacuzzi. The whole pool is a jacuzzi. You, a j- I'm losing. I, the whole pool's a jacuzzi. Hi, Justin. Hello. Hi. Justin, hi. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm good. Hi. How are you? Oh, my God. Do you have your computer with you? I took a, I took a, uh, I took a, I took a break. uh, I took a break from that clip for a couple days because I was starting to find it not funny. And now I I find it not funny again. Oh my God. Do you have your computer with you? That is the one, the only Justin Bieber begging his prepubescent fans to download his single, Yummy. Um, wow. Uh, you guys, uh, do you have your computers with you? I, I'm not going to do this anymore, I swear to God, but it's just so funny. But it does bring up the fact. The fa- <laughs> hey, 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 you guys. Do you, do, hey, do you have your computer with you? Hey, download. Hey, tell your friends it's so bad it's good. Subscribe. <laughs> do you subscribe? No. Justin, don't. Sorry. Okay. Justin has a YouTube documentary out. It's called Seasons uh, on YouTube Red or Premium or whatever they call it. So we're going to watch that. Do you guys, are you guys interested in me doing a breakdown of the documentary series and then could coincide that with the Taylor Swift Miss Americana Netflix series? Uh, my friend Megan loves Taylor Swift. Um, I think we're going to Taylor Swift. Um, so would you guys want a breakdown of those two things in a podcast episode of Justin and Taylor? I think it might make for a really good, weird podcast juxtaposing those two because they're kind of pop culture icons. Um, and before we get into my interview with my mom, Becky Bailey, 
another pop culture figure or thing I was uh, focused on this week was the Super Bowl. Now, not because of the sports. No, 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 no. But the J-Lo Shakira performance. Now, I'm not a huge fan of J-Lo's music. I just, it just doesn't hit my ears the way it hits everybody's ears. And I don't begrudge her anything. Um, I just a couple things in terms of pop culture that I wanted to point out about J-Lo. Everybody online, all the girls that I follow just were raving about the performance. And from a performance standpoint, great. Like, I just don't like sports. And I don't really... I don't know. I'm just more of a rock guy. Like when Prince, but when Prince did it, Prince was my favorite. Prince is still just a god to me. Like I love when Prince did it. But like, yeah, like they did a great performance. J-Lo looks great for her age. But remember back – I just wanted to point this out really quickly. Remember back when – this to me is pop culture at its finest. When J-Lo first hit the scene, when she was dating like Puff Daddy and all these people – she was known for having the biggest posterior, her buttocks region, and that was what she was known for. So much so that like people would make fun of it on like talk shows or award shows, and she got like hurt about it. She was the originator of the big butt, of the big sexy butt. But we don't bring big butt and J Lo up in the same sentence anymore. And do you know why? Do you know what my theory is? And this ties exactly into the show so far. My theory is we do not talk about J-Lo's buttocks anymore because of the Kardashians. Because of the Kardashians. The Kardashians got their butts at such an extreme big level that there is no room to even say J-Lo has a big buttock anymore. Because it's not. It's normal sized by Kardashian standards. Kardashians have gotten the body image so far out of whack, and I hate to break it to you, those aren't real buttocks. Can I just say buttocks? I feel like Forrest Gump. Buttocks. Jenna, you got me into buttocks. Um, no. Hey, Fiefs, by the way, she loves when I do Forrest Gump impressions. Um, so, yeah. But... I was young enough. I was around long enough when when J Lo first came on the scene. She was considered a huge butt, and like I butts are great. Like I'm not nothing against buttocks, but she was the one that originated this, and she gets zero credit for it. She planted a flag for all the big butt people out there, and the fact that she doesn't get credit for that, she gets credit for like looking amazing at fifty, being an amazing performer. A lot of people like her music, her acting work. She was really strong in Hustlers. Possibly should have gotten a supporting actor nomination, but didn't. But the buttocks thing is completely erased from her memories, I feel like. We do not bring that up. And she is the originator of that. Just Kardashians took it so freakishly out of hand, which is exactly like Stormy World, just freakishly out of hand and shouldn't show off your wealth. And you shouldn't – I don't know. But you know what I'm saying, guys? Like she is the originator of the buttocks and we do not talk about that at all anymore. The other thing we don't talk about enough with J-Lo is Ben Affleck. She was engaged to Ben Affleck, you guys. You realize that. That is not talked about enough. On um, on my Instagram this week, I did a collection of Ben Affleck smoking cigarettes and vaping. He seems like he really needs a cigarette at all times. If you see his just face, is just like, oh, oh, God. Thank God I took that hit. But they were together. They were engaged. That whole period of pop culture is fascinating. I believe I'm going to do a whole episode on that Ben Affleck kind of thing and that area of time. And I think um, Megan O'Donnell from Bravo Happy Hour is going to do that with me because it's something that just does fascinate me. Those pockets of pop culture that were so – we were hit over the head with it when it first came out and now it's kind of forgotten about. 
I love that. I don't want to ever forget about it. I want to celebrate it at all times. So those were the two last things before we get into our main interview. Our guest, our guest today is Becky Bailey. I made her watch last week's episode of Vanderpump Rules, the first part one of the Bachelor Party. But not only that, we go to TomTom, we do the review of that, and I ask Mom some important questions. Okay, you guys, here is the the main event, what I've been plugging all week. Uh, So my mom, Becky Bailey, came into town to uh, visit me. And I, uh, we're going to podcast today, but uh, she went home with Tom Schwartz last night at Tom Tom, right, Mom? <laughs> oh you just, yeah, you, he was you, a cutie. You, you just you did the walk of shame this morning, right? <laughs> yep, I did. It was uh, a long walk <laughs> to that flea market. <laughs> so, so we're going to go over. Uh, we went. We did the circuit. We did Sir Pump and Tom Tom last night. So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about this past week's episode of Vanderpump Rules because my mom made her watch that and she has comments about that. And then I know you guys had some questions as well. Thank you so much for that. Um, Mom, how has your trip been to L.A. so far? Fun. We've been doing uh, lots of fun shopping, decorating stuff, all good meals. Come on. You got to bring it a little bit harder than this. You got to do better. This is not. (laughs) No, okay. So. No, it's been it's been a great visit too. And but. L.A. is L.A. It's fun. Yeah. For about till Monday, and then I'll be ready to go home. Well, I'm at, yeah, I have to live here. Imagine I, that. I bet you're ready for me to go home, too. No, <laughs> never. Um, I am sleeping on the floor, though, aren't I? Yes, you are. I gave you the bed, and I'm on the floor. And the air mattress didn't work. The, we, had <laughs> we had a leak, so I'm literally on a floor. But I like that. It's good. It's good for my back. Um, okay, so you, this is the third episode of Vanderpump Rules you've ever watched, correct? Yes. Now... Was there any was there any thoughts in watching this one? Did it was it different for you in any way? Is it those girls are still mean? Yeah, they are mean. And They're, those guys are all crazy, and they all think they can tell each other off too. Yeah, they both the girls and the guys all think they can just tell it like it is. And yeah, and you've really summed up the whole show is that the girls are mean and the guys are crazy. Yeah, that's the whole show. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that's what makes it. And that's what fascinates people. Yeah. Um, so we went to, uh, so last night we drove, we drove, we took an Uber cause we were drinking and, uh, we, we went to the back alley of the sir, uh, the sir back alley. And I think there's uh, footage on my Instagram of my mom there in such an iconic location. What was your impressions of the alley mom? I had an impression on my face where you slapped me, but oh, don't do not. But other than that, no, it was. And then there were some people that came right behind us, and they started taking pictures too. And they saw it. It was like it was fun. It was just a place to be. Yeah. Now that's where they would smoke cigarettes and yell at each other and stuff like that. So um, it seems like a good place to get into fights. And then we went around, and then we went to Sir and. What you so when we went to Sir, there is a character named Raquel who wasn't in this week's episode, but she you've seen her once before. She's DJ James Kennedy's girlfriend. Yes, she was actually walking in to work her shift. So, the big one of the big things in the Vanderpump Rules fandom is that do they actually work there? Yeah, that's what I had wondered originally. See, you even wonder as well. And so, the thing is, some of the, the newer cast members do work there. But then once you get to like Jax and Stassi and like Katie and all those guys, they don't work there, but they act like they do. They're there. They make an appearance. Yeah, because they make so much money already that they don't need to like earn $200 a night. But Raquel actually was working there, which I found fascinating. There's a new character named Dana. She was managing last night. Uh, I saw Jeremy Maddox 
bus, uh, being a bar back behind the bar. And I think that's the, of the actual cast that's in there. They, you know, and I didn't see Peter last night. Peter's always there. I don't think you know who Peter is yet. He's like a, he looks like a pirate. He's tall and I do thick. remember you saying his name though. It, it's not last night, but on when we, I say his name so time. often. It's yeah, I just yeah. constant. And wasn't the DJ guy there? Yes, so that's the exciting news was that we we had a drink at the bar, and what were your first impressions of Sir? I loved the chandeliers, and I loved all the little side rooms and the outdoor spaces. Now, Mom, that's Nick Elaine who designed that. He is the designer of all of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants, and I, I... yeah, he, she loves Nick Elaine. She like, well, always like, Nick Elaine! He has a real eclectic look. All of, Some might call it trash. It was, like yeah. a, it was like a rail car thing, and then there were wood seats outside, and then there were metal seats. Oh, Mom, hold the all, mic a little closer. So yeah. it was all different. Um, yeah, it was different. But and what did you think of the lighting? Because you I know what? Do you know what SIR stands for? No, I just thought of that. Sexy, unique restaurant. Well, it covered it. Yeah, did you feel sexy yeah, and unique when you yeah, were in there? It did. Okay. That's why I was fascinated. I'm asking the hard hitting questions. I kept looking at all the different um, decor items, elements. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, I wouldn't have put, thought to put that with that. And no, it, nobody it would. Yeah. So you had a gin and tonic, I had a vodka soda. And we enjoyed our drinks. We were having a good time. We did the little photo booth a couple times, yeah, but, but we, we haven't, got we haven't gotten our photo booth memory yet. Because there's a photo booth you can touch and like do little poses with the Sir sign, and everybody does that there. Um, we we then decided to have a second drink there, um, and we ordered some appetizers, and we ordered the shrimp and the shrimp and crab cake. Is it? Was that what it was? It was just crab cake. There were crab cakes okay. and goat cheese balls. The goat cheese balls. Now, oh, awesome. What you? So you loved the? Oh, I loved the food there. It was my style of food. Well, there, we just had two appetizers. I think yeah. if you had dinner, you wouldn't like. I mean, I just yeah, have never been impressed. Said. And what? And I, I think the reason I even liked it more was because I my expectation wasn't really high about it. You had said, eh, not not as much as you like the Tom Tom food. So it. Tasted so good, it was like, okay, I'm excited now. Yeah, you were like, I'm finally, I'm finally excited to be here now that I. So the goat <laughs> cheese balls. Wasn't though, you. What my really frustration with the goat cheese balls is, they only give three per order, and I think yeah, that's that's odd. It's and then they cut up these little carrot. I don't. I just think it's for. I don't know. It just to me, it doesn't. They garnish the plate more than the, than the uh, the and it's you you. Eat and who with, wants little cut you, up carrots? And, you eat with your eyes first, though. That's that's the I know, Mom. I eat with my mouth every time. That's like, you, but the because when I was in the hospitality industry, that was the plate had to be eye appealing first of all. Yeah. By the way, that's what you did. You were a conference service manager mm-hmm. at a, a major hotel, yep. and you Huge so you did all the food and all yep. that stuff, the catering, and went through. So you kind of like so Stassi in one of the later seasons to keep her on the show. They acted like she planned parties at Sir. Yeah, I was getting that in that show where it said she had her book signing party. Oh her yeah, yeah. Event planning. She and- was an event planner. That's like a way that they tried to keep her on the show, but then. They forgot about that, and she's now just on the show as like Stasi. But that's <laughs> what you out. used to do. So you're you're really concerned about presentation and oh, things absolutely. like that. Um, so, and service, service and presentation are the two keys for me to yeah. like a place. Now, um, so also, I I wore my block by Jax on Twitter shirt last night, and I got a couple of good comments. And now Jax is the guy we don't like, Mom. Right? You remember? Yeah. Yeah. He's um, still a jerk. He is. He just lied to her on that show last night. 
Oh, about the strippers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll get to that. Um, so so we, ha- we had a good time there, but then two drinks in, we were both tipsy, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were t- so we walked over to Pump. And uh, that is when you threw up in the bathroom, right? I did no, not. No, okay. Oh, so, so bad. So you pump though. Remember, we went, we walked in, and we just I took you all the way to the back. Yep. Where the and you you were impressed with the tree work at yeah. Pump. I love that tree in there. Yeah, yeah. She lo- she does a lot of work with trees. Like it's yeah. like those those are real trees. So we didn't have a drink at Pump because we decided to go into. Uh, to our reservation early. Reservation early at TomTom. And we, we went up to TomTom and we checked in with the guy. And we were early, but our buddy Logan, who's been on the podcast, was like, oh, we'll get you in. And so Max, the the manager, came in out yep. and said hi to us. And yeah, I know did. Max a little bit. Now, got now you, got a, you got a picture with Max. Now, I didn't tell you last night. This I saved you for the podcast. Max is in trouble now Uh-oh. because... He they just they unearthed a lot of racist comments he made on his Aww. Twitter from like when he was like from like eight years ago when he was like early twenties oh, or something like that. that and he was really geez. so he but he was so what was crazy was that I didn't know he was working so he still is working there because they they were thinking and this is his first year on the show. Okay, so, so I can't believe you took a picture with a racist mom. I wouldn't. I, I, I didn't I, know. I, See, and you saved it to tell me I, now. I, I saved would have gone, it. Sorry, sorry. Ew, shame but on you. the other, the other funny thing was that I was like, "Oh, there's Schwartz." Uh, yeah. I, go, Mom, I go, Mom. There's there's Schwartz from the show, and you were like, "Oh," and you were just tipsy enough where you were like, "I I gotta get a picture. I gotta get a picture." And then you walked up to a strange so, man and said, I "Can I get a picture him. with you?" You thought it was Schwartz, and I was like, "No, Mom. Schwartz, the guy behind you that's <laughs> taking pictures with the people." And you thought some strange man. But was the man sh- told me he was very flattered. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he was. <laughs> it was like. But that's Whoops. when I realized I had to keep a close eye on you at yes. that point. And yes. so, but then Schwartz did come out yeah. and take a picture with us. And uh, he, so here's the deal. Like Schwartz uh, was beyond nice, but he was hammered. Oh, yeah. His and it was 9.15 p.m. Like he was hammered. You wouldn't have thought he started that early, but obviously he did. I think he just does a bunch of shots with customers and stuff. And that's oh, and that's in the that show this week. Sandoval was saying Schwartz, Schwartz is a yes man. He can't really do what I can do. because yes. he's the other supposed I owner. Him saying that, yeah. But they only own five percent of Tom Tom, oh, yeah, so that's not a real. It's not a majority stake. So he was hammered, and he was just – he was beyond nice, as he usually is, but he was, like, being pulled in, like, ten different directions because his friends were like, come on, and, like, it was it was interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, so the other thing is I was explaining to you about TomTom. So we got in early. They were really nice. They sat us in the expansion. So the expansion just opened up at TomTom, and no, all joking aside, it was beautiful. It was, and I love those teardrop light things. Yeah, that's Nicolaine. Oh, the, they were. It, it was really. It was. It was. It, you felt good about being in there. It was a. Uh, yeah. It was. I felt on cloud atmosphere. nine. It was live and happening, and it, was it, good. it was happening. And but what I was like, so the old Tom Tom before this, it. it it was a very small space and it was really hard to get around. Like it was cool, but it was like, ah, but this opens it up where it's like, it kind of takes it beyond the Vanderpump rules. Like you're just there for Vanderpump rules and like, oh, this is actually a place that you could hold a party. This is a place where Absolutely. it's like a club. Yeah. And it was a real, I mean, the shot bar was opening, which Dana was working. Dana, of course, the stand up comedian uh, who's uh, part of this, uh, 
this week's episode and this season. She was behind the shot bar. Max was working. And by the way, Max checked his Apple Watch constantly. Every time he passed, he was checking his Apple Watch. Now, Mom, Sheena, I don't know, you remember Sheena? She bought Max an Apple Watch because they were, like, dating. And, like, he kept checking that Apple Watch. And I was like, that's a historic Apple Watch. But I didn't want to ask for a picture of just the Apple Watch. (laughs) Well, yeah, because it's, like, already, it's just, you know. So, so I will, so they sat us down, and I will say the service was amazing, right? Oh, yeah, and they were all, oh, they, they kept coming by to see what we wanted. They had run out of the Cabernet by the glass, and so I said, oh, we'll get a bottle, and I told her what I wanted, and she said, oh, no, I'll get you just a glass of it. You don't have to buy the whole bottle. Well, that's because it was me, Mom. She just, yeah, she they, was, they're, they, she was I'm being, like a big, a big star there. She was so nice. Yeah, she was extremely nice, and Logan was really nice, and yes. and Brett, the other waiter, waiter yep. that that was on this podcast before, he came over and and talked to you, yep. and uh, yeah, everybody was really great. Yeah. I, um, so I went to the shot bar to talk to Dana and got a shot from her. And we talked about this season so far. Now, you were sitting down while I was up there yeah. talking. And uh, you're right. Oh, yeah. So she, <laughs> her mom's coughing. No, so turn it off while I was coughing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll edit this out. And um, so she, we talked, I talked with her and we were talking about the season because we kind of know each other a little bit. And I just, uh, I said, hey, how is it going? She says it's really hard to read comments about herself. She says some comments say she looks like a man or some people comment on her mom or something. And she's like, that's where I draw a line. Uh, but she, so I asked her to be on the podcast and she said, yeah, she's just got to get it approved through Bravo, but you know, we'll see. And, and she was so nice and awesome. And, uh, I, uh, I thought she was great. And by the way, she really was working. She was fully working, fully partying. I kept seeing Schwartz go to the shot bar for shots throughout the night. Um, and then the designer mom, Nick Elaine, who I pointed yes. out, he was there yeah, checking out saying. his work. And yeah. it was very funny. He was just like, yes, yes. He was, uh, this is exactly how I envisioned it. Yeah, and it, it was probably neat for him to see it with people actually sitting at the tables, enjoying it, and under those lights. And, you know, he got to really see it in use. Yes. Yeah. But Nick, Nick, Nick Elaine is very, I don't know, it's just very funny, the relationship. I don't know. The, it's just an interesting relationship, and yeah. he seems very, uh, like he considers himself an artist, yeah. which he probably is in that and, world, yeah, you know? And see, that's what it is. It's art to him, and that's why I said just seeing it being fully in use yeah. be, uh, uh, you know, good, too. Yeah. So, uh, so then, uh, well, yeah, then, then we, we got into a conversation about how old Lisa Vanderpump was because you said she had gotten a lot of work done. I, she sure looks like it to me. Am I allowed to say that? That's not nice. That's yeah, she doesn't listen, about, Mom. I don't think. I know, but it's not nice to say about somebody. But, oh, oh, believe me, this this fandom says this kind of but, stuff all the but time. But she, she does, um, you know, all around her face. She's gotten injections. She's gotten it pulled tighter. Um, now, you've never done anything to your in, face, Mom, no, have you? No, I had surgery. Yeah, surgery, not, but you had the cancer, lips. That yeah. was it. Um, but nothing um, to enhance anything that I have. Um, but she, and you, what did you tell me? She was in her late forties or early? No, it said she was like 52 or 53. Yeah, and, going, uh... and then you asked how old Ken was. And according to Wikipedia, Ken says he's 61. Yeah. I'm not and then we saw Ken, we saw Ken shuffling yeah. around and yeah. like, I mean, 
Yeah, that's he not. He looks like he's in his 70s. Yeah. I mean, he, but, on, but like, but you guys are 70s and like you're way more active than Ken is in yeah. terms of like just being able to move. And she, she's, she's pushing 70. She's in her 60s. She's yeah, I just don't know. I mean, you get 60s. to a certain age. I just don't know what age is yeah. anymore. You and, know? And, and that's very true because when I tell people my age, they go, huh? I don't believe that, but it's depending on. See, mom, how this you is just a way yourself. for you to be able to say you look young. <laughs> no, it's how you make make yourself up. Some people don't care to buy this. They've put makeup on for fifty years. They're done with it. Yeah, that's what is kind of suck about being a woman is all the crap you guys have to do, and then like, do you get to a certain age and you're like, ah, screw it. That's that's what I. That to me, that's what older women do. Now, men, they've never used makeup, so you can't tell as much with men. Um, but they tend to not get their hair cut and stuff, and then they look real old and raggedy. Who, men? Yeah. Men just old let men. their hair grow? Yeah. Well, just messy. See, but, but, but what's, what do you think older about the thought? What do, you think, what do you think about the thought, though, that men get more attractive with age? Because I feel like I'm growing more into my look now. Oh, I think so in, in, <laughs> in that whole age. But when you get to your 70s and 80s is when they start looking Yeah, it's not like, guys, it's not like guys are sexy at 70 no, and 80. No, no. I mean, Ken's trying, but he's... he's oh, well, the but, shuffle but, isn't Yeah, helping. the shuffle, and I was just like, somebody help this guy. Like, I mean, I, and not even in a joking way, it just seems like he's, he's definitely not 61. No. Hundred, there's no way he's sixty one. No, or if, if he's he sixty one, I'm sixty one. He has uh, some health issues. Yeah, if he's a sixty one, <laughs> it's like a bad sixty one. Yeah. and like you know, and that could be. I I can't say. Yeah, I mean, he works in a bar. Nightlife is hard. Um, so uh, so we did this. Now, the disappointing thing about Tom Tom for you was and the, don't say it. The food you kept pumping up that food and I I, I it, it all tasted the same. I'm not quite sure what we had. It was very dark. Well, but also, and Mom, you were drunk it, at this point, too. Don't say the word drunk. I had had a few cocktails and a glass of wine. And the the food just seemed like it was all the same. They had the same little garnish of a little arugula and stuff on each one of the plates. And they just looked the same and tasted Why the same. Why do you hate Tom Tom so much, Mom? This is like I my plate. I don't hate it. I love the wine. The wine was great. <laughs> Uh, they don't make the wine, Mom. It's Francis oh, Ford Coppola makes the oh, wine. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, oh, well. So, so but what the we, service was great. The service was amazing. And the presentation was, and when you looked well, at it, it was nice, but it all looked see, the same. I liked the food. Okay, so. We the, didn't finish it, and I've never seen you not well, finish it. Well, our food. buddy, our, <laughs> thank you, Mom. <laughs> I'm a big fat, so. No, so, no, no, uh, no. So no. Uh, our buddy Jay Reyna came and met. Yes. And he was very nice. Yeah. And uh, we but, couldn't even get him to eat it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so what we had was we had the the chicken flatbread pizza. Okay. We had the. You're like okay. You like yeah. you just remember I don't hearing remember it for the first time. Tasting the we bread had those part of it. Art, that, like what was it? Like artichoke fritters or um, you is know that what those were. <laughs> yeah, you, you said you liked those yeah, yes, and had some kind of cream sauce. And mm-hmm. then we had the like a you sauce. had the uh, this the hanger steak. Yeah, and that was the part that was kind of. See, and I liked it, but here's the deal. I would have gone – I love the cauliflower wings. Or the, yeah, but, but that's you don't like said, spice. And I don't you like don't like spicy stuff. So I think that's – you like that. I like the the taco supreme crunch yeah. wrap thing. Like you and you want, would. Yeah, I – I'm the opposite. So I just don't. Yeah, I just choices. think. I just maybe Tom Tom's just not meant for you. And you didn't like. Uh, not you didn't like. You liked it, but you weren't as impressed with the, um, like you said, the goat cheese balls. And uh, I'm just not impressed with the three. And I'm also yeah. like sometimes I think the 
What's the cheese? Then it's feta. What is it? What is it? Oh, goat cheese. Duh. Goat cheese. What kind of cheese is in the goat cheese? What kind of cheese is in the goat cheese? No, I just think goat cheese can be a little extreme. Like after, Ooh, like it's creamy. And yeah, good. but like maybe in like it's like like dark chocolate, like in moderation. Yes. Like, yes. Maybe that's why. Well, that's why three. we only have three. Oh, there, you, you just answered your own question. Damn, whatever. <laughs> um, Okay, so wait a minute. How many were there of the uh, the crab cakes? Three. Yeah, that's they're, right. Like they're th- why why not do four? But those were easier. We could split the one down that middle. But that's what I'm no, saying. I'm... If you're two people, how you're already setting up a fight? Then like, so who yeah. gets two? Who gets one? And then I hate the splitting thing because you're never going to split something really evenly. You know. Ooh, you. I've thought about this. You're so worried about your food. We're, we're really doing a, yeah. we're doing a mother son review. So we're gonna have we, a fork uh, fight. I can tell. And then you had requested to go to the Abbey and dance, and you were like, who who are those sweet cheeks in there? You were seeing all the men grind, and you loved it. Uh, we walked past Motherlode, which you saw. Like, So you you thought all of Santa Monica, you are like, oh, it's so bright and lit up. You were very impressed with yeah, Boys yeah. Town. To see it active again, because um, uh, it's been... A little emptier this weekend. All yeah, for some reason we it's weird. Every, I don't know if it's the um, Kobe thing or the. Yeah, it's been interesting. And so there, it was like, oh, here is everybody. They all came. They're out. all to Boys Town. Yeah, yeah, they're all there. So overall, what would you give? Uh, I guess what would you give the night overall? Eight and a half. Are you kidding me? You wouldn't be a ten because I'm there. You gave it an eight and a half. Wait. Wait so, a minute. No, I thought you meant the establishment. The, the whole experience. Oh, honey, I thought you meant the the places that we went to. I was say they. Oh you know, I'm so sorry, you oh, guys. Oh, to have okay. to hear no, 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 no. Have to hear. I had a great time, so I will give it a ten. Well, see, but, I feel like but I you wouldn't you let you me that. go in. See, now that, I would Abby. give it a seven. Ooh. No, I'm joking. Because you were with me. No, it was like, oh, how dull and boring. I got my mom out here. So, no, I thought it was a great night overall. I thought it was I, – I, I really – the thing that impressed me most, all joking aside, was the expansion. I thought the expansion is definitely worth checking out. If you've only been to TomTom before the expansion, go check it out again. It really I, – I really am excited to go back again. And uh, it's just a place now you can spread out instead of feeling cramped. And they have a second bathroom upstairs now. Because um, Sir seemed a little crowded. <laughs> you know, the rooms were – you know – uh, they had put so many tables in them, and they they would be tough. We didn't. We just looked into some of those yeah. side rooms, but they looked like it was tough even for the waiters to get in. But it reminded me when we were in Italy just recently, and and that's the way the tables were. I asked them if they hired all skinny waiters because you couldn't get through the tables. They probably do just hire skinny waiters. I, I would think, and that's a discrimination. <laughs> should we should we sue? I think. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, oh, and the other thing about Sir, though, is that we we had mentioned before is that we did bump into DJ James Kennedy. Yes. Now, I was like, Mom, there's DJ James Kennedy. And I love DJ James Kennedy. But then he, he was talking to his friend and then kind of just walked out. Like, uh, So I was like hoping he would come back, but he didn't because I was already picturing. I was like, oh, we got to get a picture with DJ James Kennedy. Yeah. Because I think he's the best, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I just, I just like his – he's just – he makes me laugh. He, oh, I okay. just think his whole – no, it, I don't – he's not aspirational for me. I don't want to be a DJ. No, or, but he's another whiner too. So they're all whiners. Yeah, they're all whiners. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, let me – before we get into the actual show aspect, I know we had a lot of questions for you. So let me oh. just see – uh, let me just walk down and, and run these down and see if there's any... no embarrassing ones, please. I'll ask what I ask, Mom. Oh, oh, where is? Oh no! Oh no! Oh, did I forget to save the questions? Ooh, 
Dang it. Wait, one sec. Sorry, guys. Uh, Ryan edited this out. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I guess I forgot to save the questions, so that's why they're not on my phone. So I do remember a couple of them. Are there any embarrassing stories about me from uh, from my life or my life with you? And you can speak frankly. I'm sure there are, but I'm I'm trying to figure out a a specific one, Um, one that really pops in my mind. Hmm... I need to think on that one well, while, while we're talking. you think about that, what's your favorite Michael Bolton song? That would be Child of My Heart. Now, Child of My Heart is, is what is, that's the song about me, right? Soul of My Soul. Yeah. The words are just beautiful. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, you don't see him out there touring at his age like all those other ones. Wonder why his voice gave out. No, we danced to that song at my wedding, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And once, and I, in, t- I typed out all the words for you so that you could see, you know, because you, you, when you're, yeah. in a big. Well, you also event. remember when we were in a fight in high school and you played it for me on a car ride I to did. go get my car at the I shop. I did. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, we weren't that. talking at the time. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, I do. I do, I do. We're I do, still man. in a fight, yeah. Um, what uh, somebody asked, what your favorite Counting Crows song is? Ew, I don't. Know the, <laughs> I don't Ooh. know the names of them. Ooh, no, you no, said he, I like them. I just don't know the. No. Na- Ooh, I don't. So know you, the answer as again. a conference service manager, you would have bands. You would have to. Yeah, and, and, and Counting Crows came in once. Yes, they and I and I got my phone and dialed you up so that you could listen to part of the concert when I, I was walking yeah. the room. And, uh, and didn't you say, I worked didn't with you say bon he was Jovi. Ha- did you say he was I hammered? With, um, didn't you say you had to get a oh, cop for him to lay down? He was he was staying at one of the other nearby properties because our property was sold out with this group, and we had they got to our back. You know, we brought him in the back way, and they said, "Hey, where's our green room?" And we told them where it was and everything. They said, "Can you get a bed in here?" And we're saying, "What?" And they they said, "He needs to." lay down a while, you know, before he comes on stage. And he came in and out uh, several times, and it probably didn't hurt that they took him a bottle of sake. Um, when one of the vendors wanted to meet him, and she said, I'll, I'll give him this whole bottle, and I wanted to go, oh, he doesn't need any more. And so you saw his dreadlocks and all <laughs> oh, that stuff? Oh, good Lord, yes. <laughs> I mean, they were, and, and they were, but the sad part, I think you and I discussed this, they're used to uh, performing in front of a, uh, a concert crowd that is just there. They've paid to for see their them, tickets yeah. and they're so excited and they're just, and these were bi- high up businessmen and yeah, they, have a lot they of were walking too. around with their foods. Yeah. We had all kinds of really cool stations going on, a noodle station and a uh, sushi station that was hand, being handmade there and all, all kinds of cool stations and this sake tasting and everything. And so they were, kind of roaming the room. It was all stand-up cocktail tables and stuff. And kind of nobody was standing in front of the stage and, and yeah. cheer, you know. and Yeah. It's got to be weird to be a successful artist or something like that, but at the same time, you still have to, like, try to get money by doing things you don't want to do, you know? Oh, yeah. well, nobody gets to do every, like, just be however they want to be. You, you've heard my story on Bon Jovi. He said he didn't play hotels and he certainly didn't do conventions and he had to for Comcast was the group I had yeah. in and he had to perform as part of his contract. He was furious. He was just Yeah, Bon Jovi's an asshole. He was he was very bad I mean he was they 
it was his birthday when they were rehearsing and his band had ordered him a cake. So my boss and I were over there. We had to be president while they rolled it in. And he just went, oh, thanks, but no thanks. He thought it was from the hotel and he was poo-pooing us too. Yeah. And it was like, well, that's not very nice. Yeah. He wanted us to build. Also, calm down. You have a couple songs. like Yeah. And he wanted us to build a fence around the stage. And it was like. Okay, we have Larry King, Bill Gates. I mean, these were some of the... You, you had know, hard hitters like Larry King. Yes, and the, some of the... Bill Gates was there. You know, they, yeah. were, having a, they were doing a uh, question and answer for, during the meeting. And they were... And it was like, you really think those type of people are going to rush your stage? So we agreed to place like five security guards in front of the stage, you know. Yeah. He wanted the carpet changed in his bedroom, <laughs> in his guest room. We said, fine, if he's going to pay to take it back out at the end of the, of the when he leaves. Wait, why does he want the carpet changed? He only likes black carpet. <laughs> oh, my God. Get over yourself. Oh, it was. And we said we can put black throw rugs in. I mean, I, that was my job to always offer options. Yeah, customer service is always saying Oh, that yes, was it. Right? You could not say no. Yeah. Wow. You, you had to dance around it many times. And then the restroom situation, we they wanted his handler was hysterical. He wanted a separate restroom for it. And we had we had it all and they put we put an out of order sign on it or something. I can't remember what we put it there. And so he comes back to me and he goes, Nope, I showed it to him. He's still afraid somebody's gonna lock him in there. And it was like, Okay, it's just my banquet service back I mean, here. But- John you know, Bon Jovi sounds horrible. He, he, he sounds, he's full of himself. Now, any truth of the rumors that uh, Michael Bolton is my real dad? No, unfortunately. You wish, yeah. By the way, do you remember when I took you to the Michael Bolton concert because dad <laughs> wouldn't take you? And then you acted like a 16-year-old schoolgirl? Yes, I do. And and the sad part was it was so empty. And we were kind of higher up. And they let us move way down to the seats. Yeah, they said we, were, we got on the lawn seats. We and then the they lawn. said, hey, you can come up and have really good seats. And because they just were trying to make it look full. We're going to fill it up, yeah. Yeah. And but then the concert started and you turned into a little girl. You yeah. were screaming and you came you down know, through you threw the your panties aisles. on the stage. And, I did not. Um, so uh, before we get into the episode, a couple pop culture things. What do you think of the Kardashians? I'm not. I don't hear as much about them anymore. Oh, um, yeah, then something's wrong. I, I want to see these kids growing. Well, up. did you what just see this weekend? They're going to have. Kylie Jenner, one of the Kardashian sisters, uh, she has a baby named Stormy, and it was her second birthday, and they created a uh, – it's called Stormy World, which is like a, an amusement park. But, I mean, they must have spent over Whoa. a million dollars on this. Whoa. And it's for really, a two – For that, a two-year-old. That That's where was, most memories really get solidified is two. Uh, and I think that was more for the adults there because that oh, little child yeah. – I don't think that so two they is going to remember media. it. Later, no. I mean, she's going to remember it for about five years, and then that I, I too. What I they don't need know. to do is they need to do like they need to like all make five, a Kardashian. maybe they need if they're five a, years old or just never. They need to do a Kardashian challenge where they only give them a thousand dollar budget and see what they can yeah. do with it. And I want to see oh, that I TV love show, that idea. Kardashian challenge, or like you know, because we I had birthday parties at like McDonald's growing up. Yeah, and that was uh, you were so I, excited. Yeah, that was when I was, I was McDonald's pumped. first I started scared. doing them. I mean, I wasn't uh, upset that it was at McDonald's. That was oh like no, a big you thing. wanted there. That was a big, and you got 
a special hat to put on the birthday. I mean, they they you and Dallas have been laughing all the way to the bank that you could do it that cheaply. They served it. The people, the the servers there. I mean, the workers there at McDonald's. It it was like a whole little party room they had. Instead, they didn't have the ball, the room with the the ball jump. Yeah, that was before. Yeah, so instead they had a little birthday party room. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I just think it is weird how much money they spend on this. And then, like, what if what if one of these guys go broke one day, and then they're uh-huh. like, God, I wish I had that $3 million I yes. spent on my daughter's second birthday, yeah. you know? Well, they'll have pictures of it. I mean, that's the only... <laughs> I hate to say that, but that's... that's I, I do wish for them to go broke just so they could see what it's like again. Like, I don't know. Maybe and that's it's happened bad. to many. You see... Um, former actresses and actors and singers or whatever that are now my age and they don't have any money. They're living in some, um, um, you know, assisted type income places. Wait, who are you talking about? Who's living in an assistant type? Some of the older actors and actresses. Name one. Oh, you make it hard on me. But, you know, you hear their stories and you think, oh, my gosh, they were so popular at one time. And now look what they've turned what it's turned out to be like. Yeah. Now, uh, you saw what do you 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 saw Renee Zellweger and Judy. Yeah. This and and you you liked it. but You said the movie was very sad. Yeah. But her life was sad. So, you know, it it does follow her life very much. But I was so impressed with her. mannerisms that she had picked up that uh the way she'd squish her face like judy garland i mean she was a you know she just made me think that was judy garland up there she did an excellent job remember when i worked at the spa when i first moved to la i remember she used to to come in every day and she would get yeah she was was a member and she would she would get these uh it was like a seaweed wrap or something where i like those but it's it's really to like sweat it out. Like yes. she was, I, I don't know if she was obsessed. She just seemed like she was very concerned with weight, uh, oh. back in the day, but I'm, but she was the nicest person that had ever come in. Yeah. Very like knew all of our names. Knew yeah. She was wow. extremely nice. See, and I thought for, for, and from my perspective, I like the wraps and all that kind of stuff. Cause I'm not a real massage person. Every time they give me a massage, I come out with something hurting. And then, wait, what was that when I got you the facial and then the lady said oh, you had too many yeah. blackheads or yeah. something? Yeah, She goes, Oh, this is taking me a long time to ex- exfoliate your nose or something. It was like, okay. It is weird that sometimes a facialist whole job is just to pick at your nose. Well, Every time I hear the name of that show, Doctor Pimple Popper, I just go get just cringe. It's the Pimple Bowl today. Uh, it's Popper Bowl today on TLC. They're doing like a Doctor Pimple Popper. No, yeah. what, what will they not put on TLC? Yeah. So speaking of Doctor Pimple Popper, uh, this is uh, Friday was a year anniversary of your cancer surgery. Yep. So yep. and 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 an update. You're doing really good. Oh, fan- I could not ask for a better outcome. I am so blessed. Um, I'm, I'm, and you just have to, you just have yep. 30 doctor appointments now. Every oh month, yeah. So. I still, they won't really, they I won't was hoping they'd you. sign off for me, but they said no five years. So, um, I'll, yeah, but, but with, with that, with the skin cancer, with yeah. the, I mean, you had various types of cancers. Oh so. yeah. And every time one, somebody finds another spot yeah, or another thing, they found something this time and it was like, ah, but I find that really fascinating about getting older is that it's. 
you mentally probably still feel the same like you were talking about Absolutely. before. It's just that you, you know, the maintenance, it's like you, yeah. you have an older car and you're trying to keep it running That's past 200,000 miles. And they so keep, sorry they keep taking all my parts out is what happens. Yeah, they they cut a piece out but, here and cut a piece by out the way, there. You, speaking of that though, you had eye surgery had where you had so much pressure in, in your eye where you were losing, you were almost blind. Oh, yeah, I was you, losing a lot of vision. And they replaced valves and you said it's the best that it ever has. So, yeah, I so have in glaucoma. some cases... They're making it be- with better parts yes. than your original parts. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think it is. Would you get butt implants like the Kardashians? No. And those are the most dangerous ones to get. That really? Is the, so that's a good tip from Becky. There's more deaths in those. When I was doing research before my reconstru- for my reconstruction surgeon, I was – Went on, and it happened to have the same name of a company down in Florida of the um, practice that I was going to in Arizona. And thank goodness they were not a part of that. But they had had 14 deaths uh, from the Brazilian butt or whatever they call it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a coronavirus, but with the butt. Yeah. And they, they, it's an uh, easier area to get infections. It's you're sitting on your butt. <laughs> you know all about butt stuff. So, uh, so well, on to Vanderpump Rules this week's episode. Now we're going to go through this, and I'll I'll do the heavy lifting, Mom, and you can throw in your good, comments. good. So, episode four. This is all about the Bachelor Bachelorette party in Miami. Um, you, this is this is right when this show opened. Is when you said Lisa had a lot of work done because yep. you saw her. Uh, so we start off, and Jax is in a face mask, watering his lawn, and Britt goes, "You're so creepy." And mom, the whole thing is they all have houses in the valley now. They don't have apartments anymore. And Jax mm-hmm. is Jax wants to p- portray an image of a, a good-hearted American, you know, man with a lawn and a wife. And yeah, because he keeps referring to my previous life, like he's turned this big leaf. See, that's fascinating. He really does. He wants us all to believe that yeah. he's a changed man. He's you know doing great. So then we have like kind of this montage of all the cast members. Sheena says she's. Brought 12 bathing suits because her ass has gotten fatter, and that's great. Stassi and Bo are uh, doing a dog machine that spits out treats. Very wholesome. Um, and uh, and then Brittany, I think the, uh, Brittany does something like, we're going to Miami. We're about to tear Miami up. I, I think with Brittany, it's like when she does these talking heads, I don't know if they encourage her to – Really amp it up, but it's just every Britney talking head is like, I'm so excited. Yeah, her uh, southern accent gets real heavy. Real heavy. Like yeah. leaning into, like I keep saying, she's very And in much normal conversation in. with the other girls, it doesn't come out quite that heavy. But when she's speaking to us, is that what you call talking head? Or yeah, whatever? talking head, yeah. yeah. That's when it gets real southern. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And uh, I was talking to Dana last night about her talking heads because – I don't think she had one in the, maybe she did, but she's, she's really good at them. Cause I was like, do you get coached through the talking heads? Do they get, she's like, no, they really, you know, they really let you do what you want to do. You so know, she's really good at it. So she's really good at it, but I'm sure some people get coached, but maybe just not her. So, um, so Jax informs us that him and Sandoval used to live in Miami together and that's who he's like, Sandoval had hair down to here. Remember that? Yeah, and that's then they showed a picture said. of just yeah. his hair to his shoulders. Now, the the Jack's Sandoval life in Miami is fascinating. I would love a prequel show or some kind of Jack's and Sandoval, the college years, because, Mom, back then, 
Jax used to let this uh, gay man, I think, pay for his life in Miami. Oh. So that's another he previous like life. man. He used to be, yeah, exactly. He used to be Jason Couchy there. So, like, their stories must be crazy in Miami. Ugh. Back when you're just trying to make a, make a buck and stuff. I wasn't, I wasn't hot enough for any guys to take care of me. <laughs> no, for real. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I always said, like, would I have done that? Like, I don't think I would, but I've never been offered, you know? Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. So so I, I would love to see that college year show. Um, Stassi says things are looking up for her and Kristen's relationship, and that's a big focus of this episode. Now, Kristen is the one who – people call her crazy Kristen mom. Yeah, you, she and, is. And she remember, is. Kristen was the one that uh, cheated on Sandoval with Jax, and yep. you saw that episode where the slap happened. Yep. Um, so Kristen is moving into her new house. She's moving in guitars. She's like – I'm single, I have two awesome dogs, and I feel like I'm winning at life. And you always you always have to be suspect of somebody that says they're winning at life. Yeah, that they're 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 saying what they're they're projecting what, what they want to happen, what, but what that's they not want what's people really to happening. think of themselves. Yes. And by the way, I could almost be like I would almost be like, oh, single on them, two awesome dog, two awesome dogs and I have a house. And I would just say, like, that's enough. Like, let people assume that it's yeah. awesome, you know? Yeah. Or be like, and I'm still crazy. You yeah, know, like, yeah. you know, you still have a house. Yeah. No matter if she's crazy or when, like, I I don't know. I think you're winning at life if you own anything, you yeah. know? Yeah. Even if you're crazy. Um, Ariana is there speaking with Kristen. And it's very weird because Ariana is with Sandoval now. Right. And Kristen used to be Sandoval, and now they're friends. Yeah. So that's a very yeah, weird. That's Did, has that ever happened with dad and any of his ex-girlfriends? No. You don't, You just refuse to be friends with them? Yeah. So the big thing is Carter is Kristen's ex-boyfriend that she keeps talking about. And they, the, yes. they're upset because she's never really fully pulled away from right. him. She's never cut the cord. Exactly. So there's a box in there of like Carter important stuff. And Ariana's like, why does he have a box here? And she goes, we just had sex this morning. And Ariana's like, that never works. You're so messy. Ryan, pull clip right here. Five, four, three, two, one. And um, so, yeah. And they're talking about Stassi and they say she screamed like an out-of-tune Mariah Carey. Um, Stassi says, I'm not apologizing. Oh, they're talking about the book, the book yes. party. Yeah, and she's like, I'm not apologizing party. for that. It's my party. Which Stassi is famous for saying things that are like hers. Like, it's my birthday. Like, yeah. she's very bratty in that sense and you forget as far as she's come through the season she's still very she still has those moments of insane brattiness oh yeah yeah it's all about me um so princess attitude exactly so then we see max and uh max finally max is the guy you met last night with yes. the apple watch he's the manager at tom tom and there is a small fire at tom tom Yes. You're in there. They're like but they seem pretty casual about it yeah because mom what you don't know is that like all of Lisa's restaurants usually have fires at them, and they think well, like the rumor is that that's why they call it Sir, like insurance, because it's like an uh, insurance scam. People say so. Like I think well, that car just ran into her. The uh, yeah, one the other day. she'll do Did anything. Did they ever to find her. anything out about that? They were kind no, of no. It's mysteriously. That. I think Jeffrey Epstein was behind it or something or some. <laughs> no, I I. Nothing, but weird things happen at her restaurants all the time. It's more for publicity or something. Maybe, but it's also, Also, well, definitely for publicity. Definitely for, but like, but it could be an insurance scam, but they didn't seem as concerned with the fire. They seem like it's par for course, or maybe, maybe they have with the employees, like, when we set, you know, purpose flat fires, here's what you do, you know, like, don't panic, stop, drop, and roll. Um, So, 
Max is the manager. We're talking about the scene with Stassi from the last. I just, this whole thing is boring. Lisa comes in to talk to Max, says Max is a shitty liar. I don't know. I just don't care about the Tom Stassi fight, Sandoval Stassi yeah. fight. Yeah. But you have thoughts on this, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to it in a bit. So they're all at the airport. Uh, Jack says, Miami is where Jax was born. I used to go by Jason Couchy. Um, he says, Miami was, you know, it's my, my Jax's last hurrah. It couldn't be more perfect. Like he's really into the mythology of himself now. Oh yeah. He thinks he's turning this big leaf. Mom, how many people do you think Jax has slept with in his days? Oh gosh. I'll bet he can't even count them. And that's probably men and women. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, how, I, I, do you have a guess? Thousands. Yeah, that's probably right. How many do you think I've been with? I'm not going to answer that one on the grounds of incrimination. Eight. That's just... Eight. I was just okay. How about you, Mom? What about you? No, don't answer. Don't answer. Don't answer. Okay. Uh, so all these... Um, so then uh, Jax's... Uh, what's Jax's wife's name? Brittany, Brittany, sorry, God. So Brittany's like, uh, all these people flew all the way out for us. We're so special, and uh, we we they're all pulling into the hotel tonight. Is the night where they all dress in wedding dresses, and Tom Sandoval pulls Stassi aside and apologizes. And you call that an apology? Oh, <laughs> so you said it's not a good apology? No. Why? Because at the end he twisted it back around like I really didn't mean it, and you. When he at the and he said, but you should have done that. And he started, uh, you know, jumping on her again. And so he didn't really mean it. If he had meant it, he would have stopped at I'm sorry. But it was an I'm sorry, but. Yeah, it definitely was an I'm sorry, but. But I think, and I'm going to do an I'm a uh, but right now is that it, I think it. It's hard because they have so much history, and I just don't think either of them like each other. They don't. So he it's was really tired of so it. he kind of. I think Tom is always trying to get respect. Oh yeah, and he just want to know what. Well, you know, you were to blame too. Yeah, I mean, like, but like, I, I you and know, and she should, you know, but but in this case, no, I don't, I don't think it, she told the one man that's the manager, and they're supposed to be fifty fifty. Yeah. So I would assume that they talked to each other, the two guys, the two managers, Tom and Tom. Yeah, and that everybody was all cool with the whole thing, but. Evidently, he didn't think so. He wanted to be talked to separately by her. Yeah. So it was a non-apology, you said. And then uh, the the other thing is, is that you, you – so you start getting this impression of Sandoval that you told me. Yeah. That you thought – When he was whining, 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 and he was saying, you know, how could – I was getting so stressed and, you know, the – we didn't have a bartender and I was going to have to bartend and, and there was going to be 25 people coming in at one time. And I didn't, and then he talked about in a, a little bit later in, in an episode, in a part of it, he said, and I was a bartender for 15 years. Well, if you've been a bartender for 15 years, you can pour drinks for 25 people in a flash. It, it, but I mean, maybe it's because it's specialty drinks. I mean, maybe that's what, I mean, it, 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 it's weird. Then you pre-met, there, there's, there's ways to get around But maybe that's why he said so, he needed, so which nervous. he wanted time, because he wanted time to prep. He wasn't going to do the prepping, you can't tell me he was. He, they have back 
bar people that do all that. Okay, so you're just saying, I mean, the one thing I will, I see, I love Sandoval. I'm in love with oh. Sandoval. So, no, I mean, like, I, I want to stick up for him, but I will say working in a bar myself at times, yes. 25 people isn't a lot, and it's during the day, so you assume they're not going to get hammered. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, but then, of course, there is a part of it that he is, uh, he wants to be as professional i it's hard because i really want to stick up for him in this but it's hard because i just don't love stassi well he doesn't like to look bad and he yes. was afraid he was going to look bad and uh but and i appreciate that he's being he's being open about this yes, for the sake of the show say that yeah i appreciate that he's letting himself look like this but for that's the sake not of the, the show. client's fault stassi's fault like but she Stassi's said, not paying anything she didn't pay anything to do this they yeah, did her but a those favor people bought those drinks she brought all those people in there Oh, they wow, we're having the same her. argument. That is my bar, Mom. I, they're there for me. And then he was like, no, they're there for my girlfriend. That's yeah. Bo, his, yeah. you know. Because she did. Those people came to be a part of her book signing or whatever the event was. Yeah. And they came because of her. Would those uh, guests have come in on their own? Probably not. Yeah. And they might at some time, but not all together. Yeah. That's very true, actually. Um, so, uh, so the non-apology happens. Um, then we see, like, and the, but this is why I love Tom is that he's tr- he's showing Ariana his outfits for the weekend because Tom's also a showman. He's like Elton John. Oh, yeah. He's like b- very big into like he's like Cher. He does costume changes. Yep. So the first night he had like a mustache and he had like this suit and like I feel like he does. Things that are kind of memorable in and he a has sense. fun at it. Yeah, I think that's. He but enjoys I, that. I love that kind of prep. You know, I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, you think about all and your you're outfits a you're going to wear. You're a theater person too. Oh yeah, yeah. but uh, I don't think about my outfits like that. Like you know, like when I did used to do plays, I would really think about outfits and like right. that kind of stuff. But like in my normal life, I'm pretty much like a three outfit guy now. You know. Yeah, but you always like to look nice, and you always does this look okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, of course, we all want to look nice. Yeah, you wore a nice jean jacket number last night with uh, a scarf. Well, you told me I had to be hip. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jack says he's uh, nervous in strip clubs uh, <laughs> without drinking. And that seems – and I, I I, said last week on the pod that I get nervous in strip clubs. And I've only been to like I think five or six in my life or something. Yeah. But I get very nervous. Have you been to strip clubs? No, but remember when you took you to that casino and with Grandma, and there was that show. The show, the show oh, was the girls, the they, sh- and they were like nude. The what, what was it called? Well, they were Jubilee. Nude. It was yeah, Jubilee. They were doing the Jubilee review thing, and they we had got free very tickets, skimpy you... outfits. Yeah, well, that, that was, was in Vegas. No, this was is the Vegas. one I'm talking about in Arizona at that casino, and oh. Grandma was there, and and they weren't very um, voluptuous girls, and they. Kind of look sickly in these skimpy outfits. <laughs> Mom, they look sickly? Yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't have been doing nude performance reviews? Correct. Um, did Grandma like that? Well, no, she liked it because it was one of those ones that did um, all the different impersonating act. Uh, remember, they had a Michael Jackson impersonator and a uh, Garth Brooks. And uh, at the end, Grandma went up and shook <laughs> the one that was supposed to be Garth Brooks and said, I never liked your music, but before but you were so good and she was yeah she was having a good time now a good story about grandma your mom who passed away a couple years ago mm-hmm. uh how about five years ago now or uh, four, four I think. yeah so she used to work at a jewish department store named schottenstein's right uh-huh. and i remember one of the fir- the first year uh-huh. i was out in la 
she saw on Entertainment Tonight or something that it was Oscar season, and so she sent me a um, uh, not a used but a discounted tux. Yeah, tuxedo it because was she thought in, yeah. I might need it for Oscar yes. season, which yes. is the cutest thing ever. Which oh, I yeah. I have saved that tux in case I ever do get nominated oh. for an Academy Award. But uh, I think it's getting slim at this point. But it <laughs> would be fun to uh, to wear that just to to say that my grandma got that for oh, me. Oh yeah, which oh, was such yeah. a very sweet, awesome thought. You know. Oh, absolutely. Um, so Stassi and Bo, you, you have, this is the first time really meeting Bo for you. What did you think of Bo, Stassi's boyfriend? Um, I'm trying to remember which one. He, he was the one that got into the Oh yeah, the I liked him. I liked him. Yeah, he seemed fine, He right? seemed like, uh, boring, but on an even keel, he just seemed yes, like Yes, that's very true. He's, very, uh, he's put in there, and, and he's, for a reason, it's like he's put in there to calm her down and to kind of even her out a little bit. So he's another one that said he's nervous around strippers. Everybody's nervous around strippers, or at least they're saying that for the cameras. Yeah. But Jack says he's so nervous around the strippers, but we see him motorboating. And, Mom, yeah. do you know what motorboating is? Yes. When you put your face between breasts and then yeah, you go... Right. Yeah. And uh, Mom, look me in the eyes when I go... <laughs> so, yeah. So he's saying... And he's wearing... You wanted to know why he was wearing sunglasses indoors. Yeah. Yeah, so he I don't know. Loaded. I think he was probably doing maybe the sniff drug. Oh yeah, he was loaded. He was loaded on something. Yeah, and uh, so one girl goes, "Why are you wearing glasses?" and and she says, "Are you dead inside?" And he goes, "Yes, I am dead inside." I know. And I think that was probably the truest that statement a- Jax has ever said in his life. I was just gonna say that he he plays at life. He acts acts. He's always on. Yes, that's exactly right. He's always right. acting. That you, I don't know that you ever get to see the true Jax. I think that comment could have been. Well, I think that's why if any – I think if he does end up not cheating on Brittany and they stay together, it's because when you've lived a lie for as long as you have like he has, it gets so exhausting that you almost you give, up? give up and you're like, whew, this is so much easier just to go along. Right. Until, you know, yeah. like, until he has, like, an American beauty moment. He's like, I need to live again, you know? Yeah. So I feel like maybe there's a possibility he won't turn into the old Jax again just because it's exhausting and he's getting so much credit for being right. good. He he loves getting credit and pats on the back for being just a normal and, person. And he, and he might also worry about what he's going to do, what his next step would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the strip club happens. It's kind of like a, a real, but this is also where the argument happens. Like we were talking between Bo and Sandoval, where Sandoval just like they're there for me, blah blah blah. Yeah. Do, which, the only thing that really sticks out that I felt really, I wish Sandoval hadn't said. He's like, do you think, do you think she worries about how she was affecting me? And like as a, as anybody in the service industry, that's just not anything that you would ever oh, say. Gosh, so yeah. I almost like it. This seemed to me. In Sandoval's case, it almost, I was almost, it seemed a little bit acting to me, and I was hoping it was acting because I was like, why would you say? Right. It like, was I was like, this is good time. drama, maybe, but it also seemed so forced because he literally rose his voice. He's like, I'm, no, 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 no. He like raised his voice. Absolutely. It was like he had, he had to get that comment out. But do you think the reason the two of them fight so much is because they're both alike? They're both think of themselves first? Who, him and Saucy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a definite, I mean, I think. But I think you're in a show full of people that think about themselves first, which yeah. might be why the show is not as good anymore is because everybody's so on their own agenda that yeah. nobody will They'll take a backseat. They'll start rambling, talking. The one girl, when they were – the girls were all out, I think the second night, and the one girl's just rambling on at the table, and it's like, 
had nothing to do with everybody oh, else. Oh, Kristen. Well, no. Yeah. Was that, that was Kristen. Yeah. I when she was talking about that. Carter and stuff yeah, like that and at the end. she was just kind of rambling. So this is... So then it was great because we do some, like, they, they go back to Sir and they're asking, Lisa's asking Dana, who was the blonde girl you met last night, how she was handling it. And she says Sheena's not very nice to her. Yeah. Now, I did ask Dana last night if, I said, how has it been? I said, oh, I asked her, I said, hey, is the Sheena stuff real? Is that really, you know, what's going, what what happened or is that just put on? And she goes, no. She goes, we're fine now. But she, when I when I really, she did make my life a living hell. Oh, so okay. I thought that was interesting. I thought that was interesting that it was very true, but it says they're great now. Um, so the other thing, this kind of goes into then we go and we see Brittany crying at on the wedding yes. dress, right? Like yeah. after their dance club night, yep. and she's like, rah, rah. and you were, and my mom said, "What did I miss? What did I miss?" And I go, "They do a flashback." Right? Then they came back, which around. I don't love when the show gets cutesy like that. Like you're probably wondering how we got here. Yeah, yeah. I just like just show that the scene. Was don't, weird. Yeah, just show I the scene. I thought that was odd. So they explain that drunkenly. They were at one of the like third nightclub or something like that, and they bring out a sign that all the yeah. the the staff with like bottles brings out a sign that says "Don't do it, Brittany," yeah. and which is a funny normal sign. I, yeah. I believe they would probably do that sign for any bachelor. Oh yeah, because that's like a funny. Yeah, don't do it. Don't but do the, it. But the sad thing is. With Jax, it really is a common sentiment. She probably hears all the time, and and she's scared. Well, I mean, she. I think feel. See, the thing that I'm really curious about is does how how aware is Brittany of this? How like she knows who he is. So is she doing yeah. this because she really loves him? Is she doing this for uh, fame, success, or like her That's version what of I success? Because she's very insecure. Yeah, and he's not going to give her security. Or, that's is, for sure. or is she very secure and she knows exactly what she's doing? Is she a mastermind? Ooh, Ooh there you just threw another thought at me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just mom's like, you threw another thoughts. thought. Yeah. So, <laughs> mom's tuning out. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, that the the sign happens, and then Kristen tells Brittany that like, hey, you should be upset about this. This, you know, they're they're disrespecting you at your own bachelorette party. So she's crying. She's like, they 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 should be celebrating our love. This is our weekend to celebrate love. And uh, and Lala gets into a fight with Kristen because Kristen's like, it just it's just stupid. Yeah, like she's just all setting ramped. Brittany up. <laughs> and it was a great scene because Brittany was like, Lala's like, I feel like we've heard you talk about this for an hour and a half now. Yeah. And then Jax comes in and he's wearing sunglasses again. He's lit, or he, he takes off the sunglasses, but he brings in yeah. a, he brings in pizza for like so. It's like oh, the nice dude brought in pizza, but then it's just leftover pizza and it has chicken, chicken bones wings. in it. Yeah, yeah chicken the, wings, like the chicken wing bones, just the bones. Yeah, it was like no, really nothing, gross. Like somebody's eating them, and this is our leftovers. You're gonna get sloppy seconds. Exactly. Well, that's. But don't you was feel that like an that's? Analogy? The, but, but that's what I'm saying. Brittany only gets sloppy seconds. Yeah, because Jax is sloppy just, seconds. Yeah. Like that's the deepest thought we've Ew. had all day. Yeah, Ooh. he is sloppy seconds. Like imagine being with somebody and knowing they've probably been with thousands. Like that experience, Ew. thousands of people. And when you've been with that many people, how could you ever then want just one person for the rest of your life yeah. again? You then set up your mind for like un. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? And and the comparisons that you would do. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it's just and not, it, he's got to have some kind of disease to eat. Yeah, multiple. Yeah. And uh, not that we're sex shaming, no. we're sex positive. No, no, no. And, it's, uh, but it, uh, it's just icky yeah, to it's me. Just icky. So 
then J- Brittany explains to Jax what happens. Like everybody said, don't do it. And Jax goes, yeah, don't do it. Like he yeah. even warns Brittany not to do it. But I feel like Brittany is in for a real shock if she thinks she's not going to get don't do it for the rest of her life. Because yeah. when you're with somebody like that, I feel like you're going to get like, oh, because he cheated on her mom. And, and they cheated. can't, and people can't wait to tell her. They'll they'll be the first. I mean, they'll be. If I get a couple drinks like and me hot. and Brittany's there, I would be like, hey, I just saw him go out with that girl. Or like, how could you do this? Like, yeah. well, that's what Dana asked me last night because Dana follows me on Twitter and she goes, hey, what's your deal with Jax? Like, she's like, I think it's really funny, but like, why are you like that with him? And I was like. Oh, I was like, I just think he's like a disgusting person, but I mean, it's kind of a joke, but like, I do think he's disgusting, yeah. but I just thought that was funny because you would think, I guess like, I had a personal experience with him and I don't, I yeah. it was just, I'm just oh, so upset over the show. She noticed that yeah. and she works with I'm him. I'm obviously sick. Yeah. So, um, so they say, don't do it. And then, you know, it's kind of the same, the, the, the other big event of the, uh, the show is that. They have the big fight at the girls' table the next night because Kristen is still talking to Carter, her yes. ex, because Carter wants to go to Kristen's place and pick up some art equipment. And Stassi and Katie, Katie is Schwartz's wife, who you met last night, yes. Schwartz, it says, no, we, we, you know, like, how, like, you're going to give this creep your code to your new house? Like, you're supposed to be broken up. I'm done helping you talk about this. Exactly. Like, they're, they're over it. You know, and as friends, where do you draw the line as a friend for somebody after they've complained for so long about something? Yeah, you do want to, you're tired of hearing it and you just want to stop them. It's like, hey, done. I've been generous with my time up to this point, but now you've reached the point where I'm saturated and I'm done. But aren't, don't you owe them, like, how much understanding do you owe a friend? That's what I mean. How much can you take? It, 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 it's different for everybody. It's how much you can tolerate listening to them. I might have a very short fuse on the subject, and somebody else might be able to listen for eons. But this is where it gets into that kind of, you know, thing comment you made earlier about bullying, you know, is that the girls are like kind of those two girls bullying yeah. Kristen of like, well, we're done, and he, we're so bad. Like, yeah. they really, and then Kristen throws it back, like, well, I was supportive of you when Schwartz was uh, running around on you because Schwartz used to get pathetically wasted to the point, well, like he was last yeah. night. Where he would like hook up with girls and, and he'd he's blame married. It on that. Yeah, he's married to Katie. See, I didn't know any of them were married. I didn't. I yeah, missed Ma, that yeah. Part. yeah. Well, you you skipped that season. You've only yeah. seen episodes like I saw. You saw one second season. Right. One this last season, oh yeah, I've only one seen this I think, season. three shows. So they got married a couple seasons ago. Got it. And that's yeah. I didn't know any of them had a wife. Did well? Well, does yeah. it Last. <laughs> no, I, I mean guess. it's what it is. I mean she wasn't there last night with him. You know. But it, it seems like there's these weird themes. It's like a really dark uh, aspect of that. Have you ever uh, ended a friendship for being too intense? Um, I've just shied away from the person, you know, stayed away from them for a while. Yeah. Um, but not completely dropped them. That would be cruel. Yeah, that would be cruel. Um, also, we we find out that uh, Carter had a bunch of sex toys, a box of sex toys. Yeah, at, that, it wasn't any art. But like, equipment. why would you That's have a box of toys? I mean, not, once again, I don't want to be sex shaming. You know, but like a bot, like it feels like you would only need like one or two sex. toys. And she said, and they were our toys. Yeah, which she wanted like, to get that gets, in. Yeah, just who gets the toys? And also, I don't feel like sex should be like a big. Uh, theatrical production. No, like it shouldn't be like, well, it's, I've, it's not I've, a rigged playground. These, I've, I've rigged the set. Let's go. You yeah. know, 
It's not. It's not like um, like cats on Broadway. Right. Or something. It's, it's emotion. But not, it could, I mean, I guess it can game. be if teach their own. Yeah. It's not but like, game. why would you? And I wonder if that Carter important box was his sex toys. Well, and see, there's there's a difference. That's the difference between love and sex. What's that difference? One, the sex is with for a lot of people is the games and the toys. The love, the actual intimacy of it is more because you love that person. Yeah. And you want to be closer to them. And the toys don't really need to be a part of exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so that was kind of the end of the show. What We still don't have the return of DJ James Kennedy, who you saw, yep. you know. Um, and you said at the end of the episode, your quote was, wow, they really left us at a poopy place. Yeah, because did. you didn't know you next week is going to be the continuation of the bachelor party. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you, you were left yeah, off. They, at had, a, they, a, they were on the boat when they left. Us. Oh yeah. That's what I forgot to bring I up the, the boat. boat. I, was I like, forgot to bring up the boat. They did this. Cause he yacht. said it's a cheap booze. Cruise yeah. They did a yacht. Something. Well, Sandoval rented a yacht for Jack yeah. and it was 5,000 all included drink. But by the way, yeah. We see Schwartz order 14 shots when they get on the – so 5000 for that is a great deal. Oh, and that's what – and then Because you, you imagine say, a shot oh, I gotta is get my money. I've got to get my money's worth. And it was like, I think you just did. <laughs> I mean, like, if they're doing that shot, like – but then Jack's being an asshole is like, yeah. I mean, I did a booze cruise like this one in, like, high school. Uh, that's what I'm referring to. He's like, yeah. To. He, yeah goes, he goes, it's not a yacht. It's a barge. Yeah. It's a barge. You know, yeah, like – kept calling it a barge. And it was just – and then Jax did say something – I'm glad you brought the Jax did say something to his sister during that where he goes – I've literally screwed over most of the people on this boat, and they're, yet they're still here. That must say something, doesn't it? And I was like, "Yeah, it says something. It says they're idiots. Like it yeah. says." I mean, but well, I mean, and it, so are you. You're I the- do get curious why they are still there. Is it? Is it in the? Sh- is it because of the show? Well, it was like you were just referring to. How long do you stick with a friend? Yeah, that's and that's what you can ask all of them. They're all still. There for him, and it's kind of, or are they there because of the notoriety, the free events? You know, the, they were getting all their booze free, they were getting a boat ride free, they were getting, yeah, but also, yeah, I mean, but also, Jax, I just, it's just Jax's expectation since he's decided to end his bachelorhood. It's almost like this is his wedding, not Britney's, and he feels like he should be celebrated as king. So, like, all these things that are huge for anybody else, he's like, yeah, it's cool, like, it's great. Like, I mean, I wonder in his head what he expected, what he expects. And when the wedding's over, well, that's that's the question. He's going to have a big Well, we see the wedding this this season, I guess. Oh, really? Is that it is going to be interesting. They drag it out Is where do you get that fixed in? Is it then it's yes. the baby? Is that why we have the baby? You know, because I don't want to, I don't care about yeah. seeing them have a kid. Nope. 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 Yeah. I don't want to see a kid in that environment. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was the, the episode. Now, what, uh, have you thought of any embarrassing things I've done during my, my time with you on earth? No, well, mom. There's been time. I you know. In, I'm just trying to think of, I used to, I used to, I used to wet one. the bed. But but I like the one. Remember about the angel that was on. But we talked about we talked that about before. that already. Yeah, we already talked. I was about a bedwetter. We can talk uh, about that. You, you did, and it was really interesting because Sears had this sheet, <laughs> rubberized sheet that had alarms on it. So I thought, okay, here's the answer. It'll wake him up. He'll run to the bathroom, and we got no. It would ring the alarm, and you'd still lay there and wet the bed, and it would just get me up. 
faster and come down and change <laughs> the sheets. As a boy, I was just, rah, 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 it was just rah, like, rah. okay, all this alarm does is setting off the alarm to wake me up. And this was up until I was like 17, right? No. Yeah, that was silly goose. That was great. I, well, I went to my first slumber party. Yeah. And I, I, I taped up my penis hole with, with yeah. Scott's tape. Yeah. Because I thought that would afraid. hold back the pee, and it did not hold no. back the pee. And then when I was, I remember as a, it was a Cub Scout camp or something like that. Yeah, probably an overnighter. I, no, it was like a week, the week one. Oh, yeah. And I didn't wet the bed for six days in a row. And I was like, oh, amazing. Like, this is great. And then the seventh night, I peed oh, the cot. I didn't know that. And so it was wet. So my idea was, well, I need to make it all this color. So I got a bunch of water and I poured it all over the cot. So it was all dark yeah. green instead of... Right, the spot. Yeah, because I was like, well, maybe not Nobody realizing there's notice. another cot in there that's like yeah. you know, normal color. Uh, it was like a nightmare going to sleep because you just never knew if yeah, it was going to happen. It was going to happen, and it's a it's a physical thing. Yeah, it's a physical thing. So uh, any uh, any nothing any nothing about girls, nothing about no the bad wedding was the the other one, and um, well you you hated the sight of blood, <laughs> just hated it. And your sister, unfortunately, always got nosebleeds all the time, and. You were playing with the kids next door, and you come running to the house carrying her. Mom, Mom, she's dying. She's dying. She's going to bleed to death, and she's got a nosebleed, and you're running. And I just couldn't stop laughing because it was just her normal nosebleed. Yeah. And you're sure she's dying. Now, when did you realize I was a weird kid, or or did you ever – you're like, oh, he's a little different. When we went to go on a road trip – I think you were like a year and a half because I was pregnant with Kara. So you're – we were going to go to California Drive from Kansas, and you get wanted on the bookshelf. You wanted a black and white life book on airplanes, and you read that book for two and a half days, just looking. And when I say read, I'm in tongue in cheek. You just looked at those black and white pictures for two and a half days. <laughs> now that's weird. <laughs> so that was the the thing that did it. Yeah, yeah, you, Uncle Dale. I remember him saying, "That's fascinating." He still you t- you carried that book all around that whole vacation. Now I was talking uh, about I I do like these Bailey blunder things, which are like slip ups I've done. You know, when I ran oh, into the chain link fence, yeah. or when I fell off the slide, or you know, um, all of those stories. But I've talked a lot about you know relationships on here too. Is that so? You know. Uh, Tanya, my seven-year girlfriend from high school, what did you think in terms of like, you know, high school to college to moving out here? In retrospect, I was talking about this with somebody of like, you know, and her parents definitely didn't want us to be together, you know, especially, but like, why? Her mother more so, not her dad. No, yeah. Her dad really liked you. Yeah, but, you know, what did you think of somebody being in a relationship that young for that long? Were you concerned that it didn't... You seem like really good friends, and so I would hate to break up a good, other than being boyfriend-girlfriend, but just somebody that you were comfortable with and had a good time with and could laugh with. So it's something, it was like there's no need to break it up. They'll they'll figure it out themselves, and you did. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what is your advice in dating in general? Um, oh, in this day and age, it's crazy out there, so I don't have any. 
<laughs> oh, I just can't imagine. Well, what you well watermelon and my niece. Oh yeah. What are you going to tell them about to dating? Death to, I'm not telling them. Their mom and dad. Well, they tell them enough. They have so many rules and regulations. Yeah, um, like Addison, uh, you know, is not allowed to have a. a she can't go on a date until she's how old is that? I forget how she, he doesn't even like her to wear um, tops that are sleeveless. He doesn't because of her, her flabby arms, or no, he doesn't want her bare arms showing. She has to put a sweater on or a, a scarf or something. You, you know, went or, to Catholic school. You had mm-hmm. nuns and stuff like that. Didn't yeah. the nuns used to like slap you on the wrist with a ruler? Yeah, when in uh, that's. I remember in typing class that she'd come around with that ruler and boy, right across the knuckles. Oh, geez. Um, now what do you think, uh, you know, you've, what do you think about, uh, me podcasting? It's something that you're passionate about. And so, and it occupies a lot of your time, <laughs> but you're concerned <laughs> I don't about like the time. It that the, the time concerns me because I, I know you're not getting enough rest on certain nights and you're just dragging the next day, and that's just not healthy. Yeah, we're just going to burn this thing out, right? And who knows when you eat and when when you sleep. It's 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 a health issue. Now, do you have your computer with you? My laptop, my iPad. No, Mom, it's a Joe, Justin know, Bieber always said. Oh, okay, you know now. I know. Okay. That's so, why I said no, my iPad. <laughs> so is there any, any advice? What, what I mean, what is, as you get older, and I think I've asked this before, but really what is your outlook on life as you, you know, a woman in her seventies, you know, you were saying last night how blessed you are, but that was a couple drinks in. So what do you really think? What is life for you? I just want to go out with kindness and grace and, and not offending people and showing my love. For really people. not offending people. Like you, yeah, what I is don't that? I offend people. I don't, I don't want well, to, but have you ever wanna, offended people? I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I see. That's I, where I, I get that from you is that that, what, oh, that's what kills me with, you know, anything I, is, is thinking about do. pain that you've caused other people Yes, because oh. you can't really help causing you, you will cause pain. Like there's no and, way. And you will sometimes not cause I don't even know I'm doing that's it. It's just the way uh, my inflection, the way I've said something yes. and, and texts are really bad. And this well, you, you can you do the ellipses. You, you and I every, don't, but and, mom. Okay. Wait, I want to explain to people what she does. She does this dot, 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 dot which sounds makes everything sound cryptic, cryptic. So she'll, she'll be like, did you get sleep? Dot, dot, dot. We're but making ca- hamburger tonight. Dot, dot, dot. So I'm like, what does that dot, dot, dot mean? It means a, Ellipses means a run-on sentence, which is like, okay. And see, so I'm not do doing that? it as an ellipse. I'm just doing it because I'm, that's, I but type. You do a period. I type like I talk. I No, because then I have to do a capital letter and do the, you so know I'm, hit, I don't, automatically I don't tax, text in full sentences. I just text in thoughts. But do you realize so what I'm that separating like you're upset thoughts. or something? You're, you're no, like, and I've well, told you, Anne-Marie, somebody else said? gave me that same lecture and it's just how i type it when i change the topic i put dots in between it that's all i'm doing is changing but the you topic. could see where that might be scary to other people no i never knew about oh those till you well, told me about them but you still do it yeah but it's it is my style. See, that's stubborn that's uh so do <laughs> no, you, i'm sorry i hurt your feelings no do you but you do you think that it is that text thing is interesting is that 
the tone and te- people people assume tone and yes. text. Yes, that's and what I'm saying. It will start fights from uh, you know when I was in therapy for my last relationship. Yeah. That was a big thing of you know text and tone and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Is you really need to communicate with the person and not over text because it will start fights immediately. Oh, sometimes yeah. you know you see that comment and immediately you think oh, and you're gonna come right back out. But I think that is a really interesting you know, about hurting people. That's really something that, because as the older I get, I realize there's no way you cannot yeah. not hurt people Yeah. because just things that you have to do in your own life, somebody's life. not going to agree with and right. it's unfortunately going to hurt them. And I think about that all the time. Like if somebody really liked you and they wanted you to like them back and you don't, that's going to hurt their feelings, yeah. but you can't make yourself like that person. Yeah. I mean, that, and, and you would think though, the thought would be like, well, they don't, you know, like, well, they don't like me. They still like me as a friend. And like, they still, like, I, I sometimes don't, the older I get that also, like, it was like, oh yeah, well, I wouldn't want to be with somebody that doesn't like me like I exactly. like them. Exactly. Like it hurts, you know. But like, they would be hurt. Yeah. Because they want you to like them It that is way. funny that, that feeling of love when you're, that first feeling, like when you're really in love where your mind doesn't work straight. Like right. you're like, oh my God, I really like this person where I'm not even thinking straight. Exactly. I think that's fascinating because then you get past that hurdle and you're, you're, you're thinking more clearly. But there is a phase of love or like where it's that where you're just not thinking clearly. Absolutely. And I think girls feel that maybe a little stronger than guys, mm-hmm. but I've always tended to be more girlish in my feelings, I feel. And I mean that as a compliment. I think yeah, girls yeah, are yeah. able There's to tap into yeah. – um, Things that guys, are, right? You know, can never. Some guys into. just have a block on things. They're dull. <laughs> they just don't get it. You're yeah. more sensitive to things. Yeah, but that's I, what I would but say. I do have to be told to do things. I don't see things that like oh, girls yeah. always see the things that need to be done. Right. I can be told to do something, but I won't see it with my own eyes. Exactly. And it, it really isn't meant to offend anybody. Just I don't even think about right. it. It doesn't occur to me. You know. And that's that's the way most men are. So yeah, you're really, that ha- I do. really heavy on that side. <laughs> so uh in in live you said the goal is to not hurt anybody for you to go out with grace to go out with you Class. know is there something in these older uh, older years not too old is that you're learning that you didn't that surprises you about age that surprises you about your life um i it's easier than i thought and i don't feel old which in terms i thought of, i would feel health wise uh, how and you say that walking. having gone through a major surgery having gone through you so many doctor appointments so yeah. many skin cancer breast cancer you know like all this stuff and you say it's easy yeah cuz i can tolerate i was given the grace by god to tolerate it all and i have a good attitude about it that you and do. it's just like i can't change it i can't not have it. I didn't put it there, the cancer, whatever. And so I can't change it. So just deal with it and go move on. The, the up, the, if I didn't do that, would I just be sitting brooding and sad and crying and nobody would want to be around me? It's hard enough to be around you already. You know? I know you're I waiting do, for me to leave tomorrow. I, I do find it now. I do find it very interesting that we all somewhat, we're all walking around Knowing that, I mean, knowing that we're all going to die, but we all yes. act like it's never going to happen. A lot of people do. Yeah. Like we're all walking. I mean, because we wouldn't be able to go outside if we really thought about exactly. that. Exactly. That's you what know? I'm saying. And and I have nobody a, escapes it. I have a friend. Well, I have two friends to do, and like especially you know with all this politics stuff, and she'll just sit in. She'll tell me, oh, I just cried all night long because the world's going to end. What's this world coming to? And she's just. 
I said, you're driving yourself nuts. How can you exist like that? That's so sad for her. You know, yeah. we try and bring her out. It's not going to change. You feeling that way, it's not going to change anything. Yeah. So, you know, and she keeps but I have to do more. I have to, well, what are you going to do? You know, it's just that she, f- and, and about so many things, not just, I'm just using the politics as a one that she gets really wound about. And, but it's in so many things. Oh, the air we're breathing. Oh, we're all going to die. Oh, that, you know, it's doomsday yeah. in all of her, um, in yeah. all of her, uh, thoughts, responses. Yeah. And- now, uh, and the final, final question is somebody asked, what are your hopes for me for the future? Happiness and love. That's so basic, mom. That's not even specific at all. I know. Like what's specific? It's like you hope I, I win the I lottery. You hope like. I can't. That you'll be able to afford a home. Yeah, that would be that a would home be nice. because you are a, you like a home environment. You're good at decorating. You like things nice. Not that you're all not you're all tidy and everything because no, you're very yeah, messy yeah, yeah. a lot. But you you have a good eye for decor. You you know how to pick things out and you enjoy that. So right now you're in a smaller uh, space and it's difficult to exhibit that. Yeah, but I feel like these times will also teach you a lot too of what you don't need and what you do need, Absolutely. and like you can exist on a lot of like yeah, you know, all that stuff out in the garage. Sell it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like I mean, I was you know, it is funny to think about the passages of time of like, oh, there was a time when I collected all those toys, oh. you know, and I thought, you know, I'll just keep collecting toys and stuff, and then you're just like, oh my god, I'm going to sell all of these because. I don't have space. I don't, you know, it's like these little lives you live within your life. Yes. So in some ways it's really painful, but in some ways I'm really lucky to have lived so many different lives. And it was so enjoyable when you were buying them and getting them. Yeah. Well, I mean, by the way, even now it's like the reality stuff. Like I really love, like I did cool pins and shirts. No, this will never go away, mom. (laughs) How dare you? This will never go away. These, everybody, this podcast never goes away. This podcast (laughs) is forever. Um, podcast is life. Um, okay, mom. So we love you very much. Thank you for uh, joining us. And by the way, what do you think dad has been doing all weekend back home by himself? He's probably having the time of his life. No, he's missing me. Oh, uh, okay. Well, but I found out he can disagree. cook something. He's now going to have to cook for me. What did he, what did he cook? Avocado toast. He always wants me to fix it. Like he can't do it. And I assumed he couldn't. He sent me a picture and it looked awesome. So I told him he has to fix it for me. Now you I'm just home. put avocado on toast, right? Well, you mash it up and you put a little salt and you got to do the toast just right. We do rye toast and you got to have a tomato and an egg on it. And That sounds way more than avocado. Okay, so we love you, Mom, and we will talk to you again next time. Okay. Say Thank bye. Bye. Say it again. Bye. No, I'm <laughs> bye. Okay, you... Okay, you guys, that was my mom, Becky Bailey. Um, she was amazing. Now, she doesn't have that much of a social media following, so we need to really get the word out there. So this can be one of my biggest gets, my biggest guests. Sorry, you guys, it is 12 o'clock. Uh, it's almost, no, it's 1158 Thursday. It's almost 12 a.m. Friday. So I would have been done with this much earlier. By the way, you'll see, because I already recorded these later segments earlier, in the day, I love that I just give you t- – so now we're like – we're crunch time. I have two more segments to get to, and the one is a cheer segment with lots of clips. But I really want to do it. I really want – I don't know. Should I save it? I don't know. So I would have gotten this done earlier, but 
Laura Marie Shane Halls asked me last minute to be on Sex Unique podcast, so I believe I'll be on that tomorrow. And we sat there and shot the shit for like two hours. So go listen to that. That's uh, it's not about this episode that you just heard about. It's about this week's. Oh my god, I'm getting myself confused about the dates. Anyways, I was very excited to guest on that again. So go listen. Um, and let's see here. So what else do we got? Oh yeah. Speaking of Tom Tom, so me and my mom went to Tom Tom, and I wanted to read you a couple of Yelp reviews. I love this. Do you guys ever just read Yelp reviews? It is a fun pastime. I strongly, really, I do. I recommend it to all. So here's a couple of quick fire ones. Uh, favorite Tom Tom Yelp reviews. We have a one star review from six nineteen nineteen. Uh, it says the food tastes amazing, the presentation is great, and the customer service is outstanding. But you will get sick after. <laughs> My girlfriend and I both got food poisoning after having dinner here last night. She had to call out of work and I've been running to the bathroom consistently. <laughs> consistently. What gives more what gives more is that I read other people with similar reviews. <laughs> this is this is a <laughs> This is no hole in the wall cheap place. You are paying a premium and this should not be acceptable. I'm in the bathroom as I write this review. So disappointed. I'm in the bathroom as I write this review. I'm sorry. That's, I mean, who knows? That could be fake. That could be just some. Also, this could be trolls too. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, that hit me in the funny bone. That hit me in the funny that hit me right in the funny bone, you guys. <laughs> help me. Help me. I am writing this from the bathroom. <laughs> I've read I've read other I've read I've read other reviews where it says the same thing. We're shitting ourselves to death. <laughs> He's in the bathroom scrolling Yelp. He's like, oh my god, honey, uh, other, uh, others are experiencing what we've experienced. She's like, are you, are you done yet? Let me in. Okay. Okay. Oh my god. Okay, here's a... Okay. I'm a professional. Okay, one star review from 11 6 2019. Incredibly pretentious! Exclamation point four times. Huge attitude at the bar by a bartender whose name escapes me. I can only describe him as a stocky man. <laughs> stocky man with floppy hair? Is it P? Stocky man flop? Can I. Can I please speak to the stocky man with floppy hair? Is he there? Okay. Holy moly. Such chip on his shoulder. I was in and out and didn't even finish my cocktail. Avoid this place like the plague. Overrated. Trust me on this one. Whew, okay. So this next one. These are like podcast reviews. Two-star review from one eleven twenty January 11th. I <laughs> I got robbed and pickpocketed. <laughs> I got robbed. I got I got robbed and I got robbed and pickpocketed. I got robbed 
and pickpocketed here. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful at this place. You're either going to get stolen from or you're going to shit yourself to death. <laughs> I got a problem. Be careful at this place. Whoever... <laughs> Whoever was there took my credit cards and iPhone. <laughs> took my credit cards. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I might never not. I never. Oh my god! I'm gonna start reading Yelp. Okay, professional. Okay, one star review from January twenty third. 2000. Wow, we are so close to now. I went to Tom, Tom, and Sir, and it was insane. <laughs> My party of six couldn't, all capitals, make reservations because they don't have a working phone number. Because <laughs> they don't have a working phone number. The line outside was sad. <laughs> the line outside was sad <laughs> because the people in front of us. The line, the line outside was sad. Dot dot dot, because the people in front of us were a couple dressed in sneakers and sweats. And dare, dare I say, looked like they just rolled out of bed. I had a bad feeling, and I was right that the I had. A, I had a bad feeling, and I was right, that the bouncer would turn them away. That's what happened. Oh, wait. Wait. The line outside was sad because the people... Wait, wait. This person had a bad feeling about the people that were in front of them? Who cares? Okay, I had a bad feeling, and I was right, that the bouncer would turn them away. That's what happened. My friends like the show. I don't watch, I don't watch reality TV. I think half of these people just need friends. They just want somebody to talk to. I don't watch reality TV, but they just had to visit these two places. <laughs> Can you imagine your miserable friend? <laughs> Once we got in. Oh, shit. This goes on. <laughs> Once we got in, I saw a couple sitting down wearing casual clothing. <laughs> Everybody's too casual. <laughs> this is a nice. But they were – okay, wait. Once we got in, I saw a couple sitting down wearing casual clothing too, dot, dot, dot. But they were young, beautiful, and so I guess it's not about the dress code at all. It's about ancient wealth. Nice. She goes, she goes, nice. We started at the bar, and I got the coconut drink. I got the coconut drink followed by the clockwork one. That's the clockwork pink. Duh. Not worth the price. Not worth worth the price, and both were not pleasant aftertaste. The the sliders were undercooked. The service was poor. The service was poor. I did not expect to see one of the. Oh my god, you guys! It goes. I. I did not expect to see one of the staff making out with another co-worker. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Making out with another co-worker. The staff didn't even look up from their phones other than that. I saw Tom Sandoval, and my friend said he's been on the show for a long time, and he looks scattered. But I only saw him pacing and acting manic. 
The atmosphere seemed like it was being run by children. Honestly, the way the service was conducted, I asked to speak with a manager because our friends had some allergy allergy issues. Oh my! I asked to speak with a manager because our friends had some allergy issues that weren't addressed. My friend died. Oh my god! What this? This lady and her friends seems insane. Okay, so my friend had some allergy issues that weren't addressed. Who comes out? The the young man who was PDA with one of the waitresses. Is it Max? Oh my god! He he said what? He said what? I was taken aback on many levels. My friend said, "I just had to whip out my." Oh my! I just had to whip out my EpiPen, EpiPen, because our waitress. Oh my God! I just had to whip out my EpiPen because our waitress didn't listen to my allergies. Oh my God! People are getting stabbed with EpiPens. Oh, make it stop! Make it stop! He walked. He walked away. We. We were concerned for my friend's health at the moment and had to leave <laughs> and had to leave the pretending to be crowded restaurant to which our server said, um, you have to pay and you have to tip. So I said, we're trying to get out of here ASAP. <laughs> Here's your money. Here's your tip you don't deserve. And what's your manager's name? She realized I wasn't going to buy into her condescending attitude and said, Tom, no, who was the manager making out with that server over there? Oh, she said his name is McKenzie. Then we left and went to the hospital. <laughs> the hospital was like, oh, we've got another Tom Tom. We've got another Tom Tom. We've got another Tom Tom patron. Then we left and went out to the hospital, found out through friends later that night that his name was Max. And he's unprofessional like the rest of the staff. And thanks to you all, my friend had to save my friends had to save ourselves. You should not be here. You should not. What the fuck? What the fuck? My God. Oh, my God, you guys. I needed that laugh so bad. Oh, that's insane. But they really, man, Max, I don't know. I feel like those could all be fake reviews that people just write just to fuck with people. But if not, Max is one of the biggest pimps out there and potentially racist if you read his tweets. But wow, that was it. That was a joy. That was a joy. What is not a joy is my next segment. Now, I usually do Jack's Tweets of the Week, and I usually do Douchebag of the Week. This is going to be all in one, and I'm going to play an interview that has me incensed. Incensed. Listen to this. I did change my mind and allow him to not only come to the wedding, but to be in my wedding. Um, Do I regret that? Yes. Um, I just wish I would have stood by what I said. I felt I was a little bit bullied into bringing him back in and I didn't he stand. means for me because I thought that he needed to I just think what he did there. there's some things he did during the season that haven't played out yet that were just uncalled for absolutely uncalled for below the belt should never ever happen to a friend and I made my decision that I did not want him I just wish he wasn't in the wedding if that okay. makes any sense 
you know, the things that I was going through with Tom, it just... He, it was. It didn't make sense for him to be standing next. But to I him. have a feeling in five years, if Tom Sandoval was not in our wedding photos, that would be very weird for Jax. Like they're gonna be friends again. I know, and they are friends. It's not that they're not friends, but we're just when cordial. You're, when you're friends with somebody for that long, like it means something. They're they're like part of your family. So that was why it was so important. What the fuck, Jax? You prove new ways to make yourself a piece of shit on the daily. And like Britney's – like literally, Jackson just shitting on everyone. Britney goes, no, nah, they'll be friends again. No, nah, they're good. You know, shut – I mean the gall, the the amount of shit Jax has done over the years, he should literally just sit the fuck down, watch his Netflix shows or whatever he likes to do, watch Friends, mow his lawn, put his face mask on and shut the F up. How dare you? How dare you say – I'm like Stasi. How dare you? How dare you say anything about Sandoval like this? You shut your mouth. We're cordial. You go on Entertainment Tonight, a blessed show like Entertainment Tonight, and you embarrass all of us like this? No thank you, Jax. I mean I really try to – I just – I can't – I don't get it. I don't get why why do we why are we giving him any I might have to stop this Jack segment. It's 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 my blood pressure is through the roof again. No, I don't know. It just really upsets me. It upsets me. It should. It, that's just disgusting. You don't see Sandoval going on shows going, Jax is a piece of shit. No, like but Jax does. Jax was on Entertainment Tonight. That's like different than Bravo. That's like network almost. Anyways, you are my douchebag of the week, Jax. You are my, that's my Jack's tweets of the week. That's, oh. Ah! So inappropriate. You can't talk to women like that. I'm the bad guy. Ah! Okay, you guys, I have decided not to do the cheer segment tonight. It is, I have like 15 clips that I would have to put all in there. And as much as I want this to be an overall experience, we're going to have a three-hour show still. So I think that's. That's pretty good, right? I can do that. You guys, you guys still enjoyed yourself. We had a good time together tonight, right? Uh, what I do want to leave you with is another horror story. That's right, folks. A scary story to send you off into the weekend. That's because last week, David Bedore finally proposed to Leslie Cook. That was her name that I was talking earlier, the naked girl in the, war, the woods. I guess it is Leslie Cook. How scary is that? <laughs> That's right. That's the spooky sound of Shannon Bedore laughing. <laughs> no, okay, you guys. So... Um, that's the kind of production value this show has. Uh, other shows don't have that. So this is, let me break down this. This is crazy. Um, so much of it's crazy. Ever since that nude photo, we knew we weren't in, uh, Kansas anymore. <clears throat> so he proposed to his new girlfriend, Leslie Cook, on Thursday night in Miami. They were there for the Super Bowl. Uh, David Bedore's new investment is said to be worth up to $300,000. The former Real Housewives of Orange County, 54-year-old, worth $20 million, purchased a four to six carat, 46 or 4 to 6 carat diamond for his lady love. Uh, you know it's bad when you call anybody a lady love. This is my lady love. This is 
This is my lady love. Hello. Welcome to my lady love. Leslie's show-stopping ring featured an estimated... Blah, blah, blah. Okay. We, we, I just read this. Um, her engagement ring is also coupled with two additional diamond eternity rings on either side, estimated at between 1 and 1.5 total carats each, resulting in some serious sparkle. Uh, page six says Catherine estimated the total sparkler to be worth somewhere between 150,000 to 300,000. That's a wide range, 150 to 300. And there's a lot of pictures and it literally looks like she has a big thing of tinfoil on a ring. Big thing of tinfoil, just like a big stick of tinfoil. Um, However, jeweler Ajay Anand from Rare Carrots valued the ring to be closer to four carats with a value of 150. So there's a lot of disagreement in terms of how much this ring is. We need to get to the bottom of this. The valuer continued, most opt usually for a thinner band, but we would guess that that style was probably chosen for the bling value. Um, yeah, and then there's a picture of her with the ring on, and like she did a Instagram post today. I said yes to the man of my dreams. You complete me. And the thing is, I don't begrudge anybody happiness, but David has let his hair grow out in this stringy, greasy. Uh, I don't even know. It's like, what is it like? It's, it's just like, it's, uh, it's just like a grease monster. It's like, I like a haircut that's tight and this is just flowing. It looks like it's just dripping with grease. And it's like, I could just picture that like flapping up against your skin and be like, Oh, like what's on me? Is that like a, a mop? Um, ugh. I, I'm still shocked that David Bedore is worth $20 million. Uh, Shannon and David had a messy split in 2017 after 17 years of marriage. The reality star was awarded $1.4 million and $10,000 a month in their 2019 divorce settlement. And don't expect Shannon to make an appearance at their wedding. I would not expect that. In November, she called Leslie trashy for posting nude photos with David and said her daughters were horrified when they saw them. Shannon, we were all horrified. Girl, that is, you know what? I don't sometimes agree with Shannon Bador, but this time I'll say, I'll say, hey, I'll say, girl, you're right, girl. Uh, the exchange exes are parents of Sophie, 18, and twins Adelaine and Stella, 15. We know these uh, girls as the, uh, they're behind the super group that did the hit song, uh, Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher, Dreamcatcher. Bow! I'm Shannon Bedore. Bow! Uh, That was Dreamcatcher by the Bedore Girls. But anyways, you know, David is... You know, do you think he went... He he waited enough time before he got married? It seems weird. I mean, I want everybody to be happy, but I don't know. It seems weird. They seem gross together. And like I said earlier, you always got to be careful. You always got to watch the ones that are like... Look at our love. Hello, love. Lover. Let's be lovers together. You know, lovers. Let's rub our bodies together. I don't know why I do that accent when I'm like, yes, let's be lovers together. Yeah. Do you girls ever have that? Guys that are like, I want to make love to you all night long. I'd be like, I'd like to make love to you for a um, an amount of time. Not huge, but not 
low and then like let's watch TV and like let's watch reality shows and have some fun food and then we'll wake up in the morning and we'll cuddle. Like that's the kind of stuff that I wonder if David gets any of that kind of stuff. Anyways, I it is 12.31 a.m. I'm going to put on the other – we got a Bailey blunder. We got a listener blunder and we got a sad song coming at you. So that is it for – you'll hear that and then it's going to be it, you guys. On Monday, I have mainly Bravo and uh, we'll do the cheer segment. So And we'll talk the Oscars, of course. Uh, why am I saying goodbye? There's still an hour left of the show. Bye. <laughs> Hey, you guys. Uh, sorry if there's any background noise. I'm at my work right now on break, and I'm trying to finish a little bit of this. Uh, I just found out I'm going to be on Sexy Unique Podcast tomorrow with Lara, so I'm going to record that after work tonight. So I am trying to get as much of this done as possible. It is Thursday at 4.42 p.m. I love to give you guys time updates. So I am skipping to the very end. So what we have now is we have a Bailey Blunder, but it's a listener Bailey Blunder. So this was sent in from a listener. Um, I have tried not to really read it because I want to kind of stay fresh, have it hit me. I've done an overview. Nobody's dead in it or anything like that. Um, okay. So this guy girl says, not, not a, this guy or a girl says, Hey Ryan, after hearing the first listener story while driving home from work tonight, I thought of a laughable tale of my own that was weird as hell and totally blunderworthy. Perfect. Great opening sentence. I'm right there. So I had a boyfriend all through high school, and we continued to date for a couple of years afterward. Eventually, things ended for us basically because he was turning into a huge dick. I don't think that's ever... Yeah, don't turn into a dick. After a fight one night when he stormed out of our place, I packed up his shit, dropped all of it off at his mom. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. All of it at his mom's, then went to his friend's house and demanded his friend bring out his key. It was over, and I was not giving him any chances to try to get me to ever be with him again. Damn, I've never been this strong in anything in my life. That's awesome. Just had to give that backstory so you would know how truly bad this relationship ended. So it sounds bad, but it sounds like you were very strong, stronger than most of us ever could be. Wow. So then it says, so I have an amazing best friend and she made it her mission to make sure I was living my best early 20s life. And most importantly, she needed to get me laid. I had lost my virginity to the ex. Whoa. Okay, so that's that's a lot of information. We're processing that. Okay. So her big brother had a best friend who I had spent years of our teenage lives staring at from across the room, seriously crushing on him. We go out for drinks one night, and my friend, her brother, his friend, and maybe a couple of other people ended up at this guy's place drunk. And the two of us were discovering we were very interested in each other. That's awesome. That's so cool when two people know that they like each other and they're going to kiss. One thing leads to another, and I end up in his room. She capitalizes in his room, guys. That's a big deal. I wish I knew more about the room, though. Did he have posters on the wall? What was the de decor like? Was he neat? Was there clothes on the floor? And she goes, yep, we did it. Sex. Aha, the old sex. That's me saying the old sex, not... Like, you know, okay. Okay. So we are laying there afterward. Everything was great. I had just lived out a teenage fantasy. Hell yes. I love this story. Little did I know I was about to find out how small my big city of Atlantic Canada was. While laying there, I hear, <laughs> while laying there, I hear a laugh coming from the living room area and the apartment. Yup. A laugh I knew well. My freaking ex had come home from a bar with the roommate of the guy I had just hooked up with. I heard my best friend almost yelling, 
oh, hey, blank, trying uh, trying to give a warning of what was happening out there. Damn, that is crazy. I was shook, scared as hell, because I had not faced him in person since I dropped off his shit a few weeks before. Needless to... Wow. Okay. Needless to say, I freaked the hell out of this hottie. <laughs> I love that he's called a hottie. So the hottie's in bed. He's like, I'm freaked out. The, okay. And that, that I had just hooked up with when I would not leave his room for a long, long time. Thank God you didn't go in the closet or something. It wasn't until the room next to us had the familiar sound of ball... V- <laughs> sorry. The f- <laughs> sorry. Close. Cover your ears if the familiar sound of ball flapping sex. Don't ask. Okay. I think we all get it. That I ducked, ducked out, grabbed my bestie and her brother, and we ran out laughing our asses off at the randomness of that evening. Anyway, I know that could have ended a lot weirder, but I think the total shock of this event is worth sharing with your podcast listeners. Thanks for the podcast. You are killing it. I'm 100% addicted. That is amazing. Thank you, Rebecca from Canada. No, I'm never going to give names. Don't worry. Thank you so much for sharing that experience. I think we all have experiences like that. I really do. I mean, I'm clinging to that fact because if not, I just, why are they all happening to me? So I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so happy you got with a hottie and I'm so happy you didn't bump into your ex because... That could have really ended tragically in so many ways. So, so I'm going to share then a blunder with you. So it's, it's quid pro quo here. Um, I'll share one with you. And I was talking to producer Linda this week and this one came out of nowhere. I forgot all about this. It is horrifying of me, not horrifying. It's just embarrassing. So my ex, the, my, my, you know, my, 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 my ex-wife, um, you know, I had that seven year girlfriend that I talked to you guys about that was started in high school, went to college and then out to LA. Okay. So that was a bad breakup and we didn't really stay friends, but also when I had got with my wife and we were dating, like she made it very clear that, you know, since it, you know, she wasn't comfortable with me talking to my ex, not that that was ever happening, but she was very, you know, kind of like, no, don't, I'm not cool with that. And so I very much respected that. I really, I really did. And I don't know what everybody's opinions are on exes and all of that stuff, but I, it really bothered her. So I just never did it. And it didn't torture me any, it didn't, you know, I mean, I think further on now I'm like, okay, I could have be friend. Like she wasn't trying to be my friend, but like, I don't have anything. I don't have anything preventing me from being her friend. Like I don't dislike her or not want to be your friend, you know? So anyways, so there was this wedding of one of my best friends still and her husband. And then, uh, so I knew my ex was going to be there cause they were friends too. Um, because of how long I had been friends, you know, so that just happens. It just happens and you don't, it sucks, but it's like messy and, and it, you know, whatever. But so then, so my, 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 my ex-wife, she knows that we have to go to this wedding. You know, I'm, I'm giving a reading in the wedding and she's going to have to meet my ex for the first time. And it's like a really big deal. Like I was scared shitless, you guys, because I just didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know. And I know you're like, oh, you know, but it, it, it just wasn't, it was just something that I knew my ex was very concerned with her, meeting her. And so she was concerned. So I was concerned. So, uh, you know, it was funny. It was like, I was over my ex, but I knew my, uh, my wife wasn't over it. You know, like she had deep feelings about it still. So I was very nervous leading up to the event and 
you know, they met the first night on a Friday night and, and my, my ex-wife, uh, you know, bless her heart, like literally grabbed her and pulled her aside and just said, Hey, let's not make this awkward. Just want to talk and meet and da da da. And, and I was really proud of her. I thought it was like, wow. And I was like sweating in a corner. Like literally everybody at the party was just watching. It was like that kind of a thing where they're like, Oh, it was like a show. They were like, Oh my God, it's happening finally. Um, and it, you know, it was fine. But it wasn't like I was talking to her, you know, and she was married at this time too. So, you know, I didn't, I just wanted my, my wife at the, you know, to be happy, you know, like that's it. So then the next one, the next night is the, the wedding and the wedding happens. It's great. And I realize we're like, we, it's a, it was a drive to the wedding. It was like a two hour drive. And I realized the wedding had happened. We had survived. It had been six months of worry leading up to this night. You know those things where you're like worrying about in the back of your head? This was one of those things, you guys. And we both made it. We both made it. We were stronger for it. Um, you know, I couldn't tell you how excited I was that it was like, ah, this is over and I get to go back to normal life where I just try to like not do anything wrong, you know? And so... My ex goes to the bathroom and I, I walked her to the bathroom. We're about to leave and I'm waiting outside the bathroom and it's like at the end of the party, the end of the wedding, had a really good time. And all of a sudden there's a tap on my shoulder and I turn around. Sorry, there's a helicopter going off near my work. I, li- I work like right at Hollywood and Highland and they're setting up for the Oscars. So sorry about that in advance. Um, so I get a tap on my shoulder and I turn around and it's my high school ex. It's my high school ex. And I'm like, oh, shit. Because I know my wife is in the bathroom. My wife is in the bathroom. She's on my shoulder talking to me outside of the bathroom. And I don't know what to do because we had, you know, I just knew that my wife seeing me talking to my ex after this whole thing, at the very end, after we had survived the whole thing, was not going to fly. It just wasn't. I know people like, Oh, you're, but also I was probably a little tipsy. I just, the only, so I came up with a solution in my mind and I stuck with it. And what I did was, and I thought at the time, this was very clever and, and, uh, the opposite of brave is that I just, I ran, I ran. She came up, she said, hi, I probably gave a quick look to the bathroom and then I just ran away. And it wasn't like I just kept running. I, I, I ran like 40 feet away where she like saw me and I kind of shrugged. And like, I just, cause guys, I, I know you're like, what a pussy, what a dick, but, but you got to remember, I have to go home with my wife. I am used to not talking to my ex. Like that's already done. Like, but I knew I had to continue to live with my wife, you know, and it took precedence. And I know that could be a cowardly thing, but I wasn't also wanting to then sit down and be like, hey, let's work this out. Like we had already done the pleasantries that happened on the first night. We weren't at the point where she can just come up to me and talk to me solo. Does that make sense? Did I blow? But anyways, no one was the wiser. <laughs> of course, my ex thinks I'm insane and a coward and all that stuff. We just... That's all debatable and possibly true, but that is what I did, and that is the Bailey blunder for the week. And this brings us to the end of our program. May I remind you, next week we have at Mainly Bravo, Raven, 
from Bitch Is Better podcast. We also have Laura Marie Shane Halls on Friday's episodes. We have a full week of amazing programming for you. Uh, please, if you like this podcast, tell a friend. Um, please subscribe and rate and review us on on Apple Podcasts or I don't know. Just try to let's keep this community growing. Is that crazy? Write to me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey with any questions, comments, concerns, stories, anything. Uh, follow me on Instagram. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I love to interact with people. Um, and uh, we're gonna end this with uh, so sad it's good. Uh, one of my favorite sad songs. Something that always kind of makes me um, makes me sad and makes me reflective or any of the emotions that I like to be in a brooding moody teen like myself today's uh song is called find the river by one of my favorite bands of all time REM now REM led by Michael Stipe is a band that um unfortunately doesn't exist anymore I mean it exists because of their music but they they quit being a band a couple of years ago not because of anything bad they just felt like it was time and they had an amazing body of work um to show for it so this is from one of my favorite albums of theirs called Automatic for the People. So they they were an amazing band. They had a really great uh, string of hit albums. You had like um, the Green album. You had Out of Time. Then you had Monster. And then this um, – no, I think Out of Time – no, Out of Time, Monster. And then you had – wait, was Out of Time? Okay, anyways – this is called Automatic for the People, and it is one of the most beautiful albums as a whole that I've ever heard. There's just a lot of – it's very Simon and Garfunkel-esque at times. Uh, this is the the album that had uh, Night Swimming, if you know that song, which is another song on this playlist. It also has the um, Everybody Hurts song that I think we all grew up with, and that's very, very played out. But uh, one of my favorite bands, I – I don't know. I have so many stories about my love for them, and this is one of my favorite songs of theirs. It's not a rocker. It's a very mellow song, but um, it's all about I, – I, I think – and what Michael Stipe is great about, he says, I will never tell you what these songs mean because the interpretation of it is yours. You know, songs are yours. You know, I know what I mean when I write it, but I'm gonna, not going to tell you what it means. So derive whatever meaning you can from that, and I love that. Because we do. We derive meaning from these songs. These songs give meaning to our lives, you know. Um, but there's so many amazing lyrics in it. And this one always gets me. I have got to leave to find my way. Watch the road and memorize this life that pass before my eyes. Nothing is going my way. And it's all about finding the river, you know. There's no one left to take the lead, but I tell you and you can see we're closer than light years to go. Pick up here and chase the ride. The river empties to the tide, fall into the ocean. The river to the ocean goes, a fortune for the undertow. None of this is going my way. There is nothing left to throw of ginger, lemon, indigo. And by the way, it's so funny because at the time, I didn't know what these lyrics were. Like in my head, they were even completely different lyrics because I had attached this meaning, this meaning of searching for something, you know, of searching for something and not finding it. And I think that's just a very, I think we all go through that. But anyways, this is Find the River by R.E.M. And this this is so tough, you guys. I have like 300 songs now that I just want to sit there and play music with you guys and do like three hours of sad songs and go, this is what this means. And this is what this means to me. So I love you guys. I will talk to you on Tuesday. Thanks for hanging in with me. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.
speedy head They read on the speed matter says You have to go to task in the city Where people drown and people serve Don't be shy, you just deserve It's only just like years to go Me, my thoughts are flowers true Oceans don't weigh very much I have got to leave to find my way Watch the road and memorize The slide that passed before my eyes Nothing is going my way Rivers go, need to leave the water knows We're closer now than life years to go. I have got to find the river, Bergamot, better than run through my head and fall away. Leave the road and memorize this life. Batches.